practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. Late as usual. I mean, trying to keep consistent. On time. On Consistency time. is the key on this show. Never on time. Um, we got a guest in the studio. I know Dave's like in shock. Shock and awe. He can't believe we actually, people get to gather together <laughs> in rooms. I got Mike Denver live. What's up, everybody? Look at that. From a listener... <laughs> To on the show. This is like dreams, dreams come true on <laughs> <laughs> the Adam Dunn show. Should um, we tell him about the contest he won, though, to get here? Oh, well, he's actually won multiple contests. <laughs> that's a, that's I the know. one thing I can say. I, I don't feel like he's lost out on any winning any, anything here because it's all you got to do is try on the show. It's, right? Is that proof or Pretty what? much it, yeah. Pretty much like, wait, that's you mean it. no one's calling? He's like, oh, Mike Denver, 20 <laughs> minutes later. It's not like he has to rush either. It's not like he rushes to fucking beat everybody on the call. It's more like, well, fuck it. If nobody wants free shit, I guess I'll check in. Um, speaking of and which, he got to the studio before you did. Of course so. he did. Everybody Holy did. Fuck. Everybody did. But he also he uh, is here to uh, to share with us some of his uh, winnings. But that's okay. We'll get into that later. We got time. We got time. Don't worry. We got plenty yeah. of time. We got a whole show to smoke and chill. Um, so we're gonna have like a little virtual smoke sesh with the creator of the seeds, which was uh, James Loud, uh, later in the show, a little bit later. And uh, we're also going to have, uh, because we also did some collabs with him, but we're also going to have uh, Miles Felipe. Now I see, I, of course, I, I had to fuck it up, right? I fucked up his name on the thing. I was wondering why I couldn't find him on Instagram. I was like, there's a whole lot of these Miles Felipe guys, but it's not Felipe, it's Filipini. So I was like, no, well, there you go. Um, like an idiot. Like an idiot. You spelled it wrong. No way. Me? See, I don't yeah. mind if I spell it wrong in the description because I can fix that, but once it's in the artwork. Sorry, that's your new name, bro. I guess that's just the way you're You better go change your ID because that's it. That's who you are, and everyone's going to know that now. Uh, but no, we also have, um, so we have him calling in because uh, we have a collab uh, in the works. And so I don't know if he's going to have any to smoke while we're on the show. Not like we could smoke it with him, but I'd still love to see how it is. Uh, but we did some uh, Mesa cookie crosses with his uh, Mesa cookie mail that he had given me. Nice. So those, I got, yeah, those are all, I mean, I've got a few people growing them and they're loving it. So I wanted to see from the man himself what he thought. Um, yes, he's changed it. He's, he's changed it. Perfect. It's all good. Uh, and he's in the chat room. Yeah. He's, he's so on point. And that's the weed should taste good guy. That is the weed should taste. I thought I should have said is just weed should taste because everyone yeah. knows that. When you say that, <laughs> they go, oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> it's, good. it's great. It's a great um, campaign. And, uh, you know, he's putting out also hemp, too. He's not just putting out uh, THC stuff. He's putting out a lot of hemp stuff. And technically, I think his was one of the few things that actually made it through the new regs because 
it's like the whole funny thing with the hemp game is every field I've seen and every place I've been, it's like, wow, this shit looks great. I bet it's, bet it's hot. It's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, it's hot. It's like no one is really like taking it seriously because the reality is they made it impossible. Once they, once they combined THC and THCA, fucked it all up. You know what I mean? It was like really at that point you're like, yeah, so pretty much like maybe 10 to 20 percent of these things could actually work the rest of them are all going to fail so they kind of say well, that'll be something fail. for us to to talk to jeff guard about i was one. just gonna say and <clears throat> once again i also fucked up on the uh on the promo this week because i didn't add jeff guard but jeff guard will be a monthly right right he will yeah, so he's just gonna be he's gonna be and he's gonna do way more monthlies than 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 the kid <laughs> and or and or Dr. Well, basically Mark. if he does if he if he's on the show another two times that's more than any of the you know time out with the kid shows yeah that ever existed time out with the kid shows is a major failure <laughs> i was looking back through some of the artwork and i was like oh look it's the kid show i was like that was a, that did not happen uh, at least he got a chance to you know clean up his basement or whatever he was doing oh <laughs> Also, oh, yeah. big shout out to some bagel master here. Whoop, whoop, bagels. Oh, yeah, bagels, bagels. bagels. Oh, fucking Rosin Dogs is so pissed. Not only does he not yeah, have his glasses, he, an he doesn't have his glasses or the, the bagel. He has nothing. He's got nope. nothing. You haven't sent him the glasses yet? Well, I don't, uh, maybe. <laughs> I'll say maybe. <laughs> I'll say maybe on that one. Maybe. But I did hey, what? Mike, do you need a, do you want a job as an intern? Uh yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. You are now. You are now. Adam Dunn show intern responsible for shipping and but receiving. Can't, oh, man. can't have another MTI though. I can't have another MTI though. That's the other problem. We have. To He's do. not MTI. MTI is a, produ a producer. Mark the intern. Now I have Mike the intern. So how am I going to separate them? It's going to be really hard. Oh yeah. Fuck. Uh -oh. MD. What's your middle name? MDTI? MDTI? Or, or DTI? No, just, just yeah, for Denver. MDTI. Mike Denver, the intern. Mm, MDTI. MD. It just rolls that off the tongue. Just, no. It rolls <laughs> not so much off the tongue, actually. Um, cool. Yeah, you can be in charge of uh, all the anything that's difficult that we don't want to do, which is pretty much everything. It's your job. So there we go. That's how easy how it is. How are you at producing a podcast? Uh, no experience. So. No, but you're okay. You're hired. <laughs> but you, but you watch enough, and you know what's going on, dude. You know yeah, I can figure on. it out. I mean, sounds like every intern job is just yeah, just take on all the crap. So yeah. Were you surprised when you got into the studio <laughs> to see how just how many people work for the show? Oh, like I know the all these people. people. Yeah, all these people. There's like around. forty some people around here. Right. It's pretty so crazy. That's a, we we try to keep it basic. We but, call you know, it the Adam Dunn Studio Campus because it's so large. And then and then we forgot. Okay, so let's not forget the most important part of the whole show. Because see, that was just the those are just the the fringers. Those are the sprinkles. The sprinkles okay. on the edges. The icing. <laughs> so we have uh, Nev, which is also known as uh, Banana Man, from coming calling in from Spain. Uh, he's from the UK originally, but calling in from Spain from uh, Trichrome Jungle. Is it now? Is Trichrome Jungle Seeds Hispana is the actual site, but I think it's just Trichrome Jungle. Um, but but he had they have the Mandarina Cross, which was in 2016 and the 2015 um, Spanibus crushed it, like won every category. So they pretty much set them set themselves apart at that point. Um, so that's four or five years ago. So we're gonna 
chat with Nev and see what they're up to. And he, I listened to a couple of other, other podcasts with him. It's a good, a very good interview. So it's like, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and uh, yeah, then we have, what else we got, Dave? I don't know. That's it, right? We got, yeah. we got, we got. And James Loud. Oh, don't forget James Loud. Right. Don't forget James Bean. Holy and shit. James Bean. The double James. And James Bean, <coughs> I have to say, he came through amazingly yesterday because I, I, I wasn't 100% sure if we, because I was like bouncing back and forth. Do we got Mike in the studio or not? Do not. Is he coming? Is he going to diss us? Oh. oh. I wasn't sure. I thought he might. You know, I thought last minute. It might just be like, you know what, guys? I'm not coming through. Um, but in general, I uh, wasn't sure how the show was going to roll out. And then all of a sudden, like, like always, James just, bam, got me international guests like that. So thanks to James Damn. Bean, just making shit happen, as usual. The man on the scene. James Bean, man on the scene. Um, so we, got, and we have a 5.30. Do we have a 5.30? Is that the deal with, with you have that set in stone now? Because you like to do that to me last minute. No. Give me the, the time frames. So at 5.30 we have... <laughs> We have him on, right? Jeff, Jeff's Jeff good Gard for five thirty if we need to move him around because okay. we have an international guest on. I know. That's I'm what I was, sure he'll be okay. That's partially what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe we no. should do the international guys earlier since you know we don't want them to. Uh, it's fade late out there of, for them. It, yeah. What you dabbing on there, Adam? Um, some sour band. We got some Ooh, freshies. Nice. Some nice freshies. Oh, look at I know you're eyeballing it over there. Eyeballing. <laughs> but I had some new flavors too. I got the honey banana ambrosia, it looks like. Did you oh, have, yeah. And, what happened to Where did it all go? No. Oh. oh. I thought I was talking to Dave for a second. Sorry. Oh, I had to question Why is well, James in the, in the, uh, he's not there. That 14 is rosin's from Dave. Yeah. Man, you managed to re-maneuver it to make it look like it's almost just the amount that's in there, too. Good job. Right? You see the way I pasted it around and that? it didn't look see, like it was yeah. a, a peak from the, yeah. from the dip, not yeah. from the yeah. actual dab tool? It's, it's hollow in the inside. You have a completely, you've just created a shape. A hollow, hollow shape. Yep. Dave. And then what's the other flavor we got? Oh, so honey banana. And what's then that? Silver oranges? Silver oranges. Yeah, also, yeah, I think I have that look. You're giving me a look. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, I think it's silver, silver haze, and some kind of orangey it's got something. A funk. It's got like a foot funk to it a little bit. A little foot funk. I kind of like that. Right? You got that little athlete's foot funk going yeah, on. It's definitely funky. Mm, love that. Nice. I love that. Love that flavor. Nice consistency. Yeah, it's all right. And then, um, did you have a rig with you or anything? Like uh, that? I just got a pack. So I'm just uh, vaping flour. Okay. Um, All right. You need anything else? Oh, you just share share I, the dab rib with them. Oh, That's totally safe. I totally will. I tried. I was going to dribble in at first, so to get the full coating, I need to get the coated <laughs> coated mouthpiece going on. Yeah, I just loaded up some uh, bubble gum. Actually, is what I'm smoking on. Nice. So. nice. So, so this is one of the reasons why I had you on the show is because I mean I, I have to say dedication is is, is there because I'd be like. God, this is Mike Denver guy. He's growing all THC stuff. Every time he'd post something, I'd be like, this guy's growing more. Like a lot of the old stuff, too. He's growing Burmese Kush, right? Burmese Kush, yeah. And the bubble gum I saw you were growing. Bubblegum. And then some Lambo. of the new one. Lambo. Lambo, yeah, yeah, Lambo. And that, so Lambo is one of those ones which I think, uh, you know, the, the reason we even put that plant out was because mostly for outdoors. It was like an outdoor focused plant. I mean, it works indoors, too. But, mm -hmm. um, but you were growing it both? or Yeah, yeah. So I grew it... Um, I grew it last summer uh, in a greenhouse. Um, yeah, and it did really, really well. Finished early. 
Yeah, no mold, um, bugs really didn't like it all that much, and it's yeah, it was it's like one of our favorite smokes. Um, nice. So it's almost like how I described it in the so so the backstory on the Lambo is it was called Rambo before, couldn't use the name Rambo because I uh, got a letter, you know, one of the first letters like like anybody who's using any. Disney or any kind of uh, Lucasfilm is going to get those letters. Um, I think it was from, who was it from? Capital? No, I'm not sure. Universal. I think it was Universal who's doing Rambo. But anyway, so they were like, oh, copyright infringement here. And I was like, damn, because the whole point was it was an outdoor, like, guerrilla farming. You know, put it anywhere. It's going to fucking do its job. It's going to come out. It's going to be bug resistant. It's going to fight off bugs and do all the. So it had it was like the perfect uh, you know descriptor basically, but then I had to change it to something. So I was like, oh well, Lambo is good. I didn't even think about Lamborghini at all. Like that wasn't even in my wheelhouse. I was thinking for hood Lambo. I was kind of like, oh, in ode to the clothing company, Lambo. And then later people were like, dude, now you're going to get sued by Lamborghini. I was like, oh, whatever. Anyway, but no, we never got that. So, so. but that strain kind of. Uh, yeah, I think it got past... Uh, people who didn't grow it outdoors didn't get to appreciate what it was really meant for from the beginning, so I'm glad... Is there know. a spot on the farm somewhere, like a wall you have dedicated to all the cease and desist orders you've received over the years? No, I have not, because I don't have a lot. That was, that was me learning early in the game, like, yeah, you probably don't want to base your entire company on someone else's fucking names and work, and especially because, you know, back like when we were doing... Because we've copyrighted and trademarked as much of our strains that we could, and we've realized over time that... We, it's not as easy as it seems, like especially when you're working in a medium that's not recognized everywhere. So in the beginning, it was like we only did it in Europe and we did it in Canada, couldn't do it in America. And now it's like all of a sudden, uh, you know, everybody's trademarking everything, which was what we expected. Um, but at the same time, you know, we paid for years and years and years. And the thing about doing any kind of copyright is if you, you know, you just pay to not have to have, it's like having insurance, you're paying to not get the problem. And then the minute you decide not to pay for it anymore is when you get the problem. So you're kind of like, fuck, I'm stuck in here forever. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those nice strains. Also, did you get, like, the kind of, like, no hair, kind of, like, a lot of calyx? Yeah, it's... Very, uh, it's, like, that's, that's the nice thing about that plant is it doesn't have, it doesn't have those vectors, you know? Like, when you have real hairy plants outdoors, they tend to mold really fast. And that one kind of held itself. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I did have a little bit of... Uh, bud rot that happened that gross season and there was none on the lambo at all like mm -hmm. just the bud structure um as well as uh has good airflow in it and like the high i have to say is what really stands out for me it's like a really clear focused creative high i can like i mean did all my chemistry homework like solely on lambo <laughs> if i like smoked anything else i'd be like oh, i don't know what's going on <laughs> right. but it just really gets me into things um nice. whether it's homework or music or um, something active. It's just a really good strain for the you, morning. Puts you in that zone. Yeah, you know, the only thing I have to say about it that was kind of strange sometimes is it does have a, a like, it is a weird smelling thing at first. Like, people get like, kind of, what's that? Because it doesn't fit a lot of people's cookie cutter. It's not, it's not fruit. It's not gas. It's something like, I had like almost like baking bread or something. It's like a weird. Could be meat. Could, could be, be cake. cake. Yeah, no, but almost like a almost like a fresh <laughs> baked bread vibe or something strange where you're like, that's a weird smell for weed. That's not what I was expecting. But uh you know, it's not overpowering, so that's nice and it kind of doesn't change the flavor so much, but that's cool. Uh yeah. where'd you get the seeds from for that? 
Um, I got that from Mr. James Bean. At oh, the... <laughs> James Bean, man. That was not a setup question. James Bean, that man, was not a on the question. scene. Yeah, I just would, you know, mostly I would just go to the Indo Expo um, to get all my seeds, and I'd just been doing that for years, and uh, would just hit up the, you know, Seeds Here Now tent was always the spot. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, That's big old booth, you know, bunch of people. It wasn't like a huge line, you know. You so, mean you didn't go? What? You didn't Not get there line. two in the morning? It's got to be a huge line. Was well, a, never. For there was a huge line. The line was so big. The tremendous. <laughs> it was a tremendous what line. What you meant to say, Mike, was there was a tremendous line there, but yeah. you dropped the done deal oh, yeah. and whispered, <laughs> and yeah. you went to the front of the line, is what you meant to say, right? You didn't do one of those douchebag maneuvers and show up at two in the morning to stand on Capulator's line. What? Right? I mean, you, you knew where to go. What? Didn't? That's what happened. Causing, causing riffs. Causing, causing, oh, no, <laughs> causing beef. Two in, the, two in the morning. No, I Come remember. Come on. You know, that, that was crazy. There were people online. It, it, it was when, bad. It I was, think the day before. It was bad that year. Uh, yeah. That's, that's all I was then, saying. And his, then uh, his, Squatch had to go regulate. That was kind of funny. I have to say it was just good customer <laughs> service, like the experience there. Like, uh, yeah, not... Not trying to blow smoke or anything like that, you he's know. He's just looking for free seeds right now. You nah. can see he's like, oh, if I give him just one more prop, it's gonna be like, bam, inbox. You got free seeds. You got free seeds. There was just like multiple people, and I like told them I was looking for outdoor stuff, and they were like Lambo. You know, nice. they recommended some other stuff. I think Mickey Cush was another recommendation they made, and you know, and they both crushed outdoors. You know, so that's good. Well, I love just yeah. No, and I was super. I was uh, stoked to see when I saw your. When I was following you, and I was like, okay, this is good. It's good when things do what they're supposed to do, you know what I mean? Especially on outdoors is one of those ones where, you know, you can't tell somebody something's going to work outdoors and have it not be a good plant for it because it's, that's, their whole fucking thing is based on it. You can't change where they're at, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're, if they're in the ground, they're in the ground, right? And you're like, oh, did I say seven weeks? I meant <laughs> 27 weeks. <laughs> it's the longest there was a forest. Yeah, you know. Last night in Boulder. It, it hey, guys, was can you hear well me now? Below. Yes, sir. Oh, we hello. Can. Yo, yo. We can't see you, hey. though. We just, we just have... Uh, you you going to do a video with, with us, or, or you want to keep it, keep it mysterious? Yeah, I'll keep it like this. <laughs> <laughs> no video? Come on, turn on the video or wear a mask. We had a guest wear a mask is last week. So this is Nev? Because it says, Eric, it says Eric, so we're just checking on the, checking on the names here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is Tricum Jungle Seeds. Hey, yeah. nice one. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining Hello. us. And especially for the the time frame, considering uh, James contacted you last night, which was a crazy. When I was thinking about it later, I was like, "What? He was up at like four in the was it like four in the morning when he contacted you or something crazy?" Because it was a weird. Oh no, it wasn't actually. No, it was early in the morning, wasn't it? So anyway. Yeah, like eight in the morning. Ah, perfect time to make decisions, right? Like before yeah. before the cup of coffee. Well, I've had a, I've had a siesta, so um, I'm I'm wide awake now. Anyway, nice. Well, uh, I guess when you're in Spain, that's that's the way to do it, right? So how how long have, how long have you been down there? Um, I've been in Spain like seven years now. Oh, nice! Right before, kind what of part of Spain. Um, near Malaga. Yeah, I don't know where that is. Where's that in relation to Barcelona? That's south, right, right down in the south. South, south, yeah. Are you like up in the hills there a little bit outside of Malaga? Because it's some beautiful growing. Yeah, that's for sure. That's it's kind of the humble. It's kind of the humble of 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 uh, Spain in a way. It's at least the little microclimates there. It's not you know, um, 
down by the French camp or whatever they called it. I forget the name of it, but there was a spot. Yeah, we've got we've got really like long season here, so you, you can grow like avocados, mangoes, all of that sort of stuff as well. So yeah, it's got a good season. Nice. So um, when you moved down there, you were you were uh, already like deep in as far as growing goes and and breeding and things, or you're yeah, like the trichome jungle thing. Um, I started that around yeah 2007. Um, that was on Breed Bay on the forum, mm-hmm. so that's that's where it sort of started. Um, and I've just been doing my thing in the UK for years, and then decided to make the move to Spain just because it's 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 much more relaxed out here compared to the UK. Oh yeah. Um, well, especially in the cannabis look, world, a thousand times more more relaxed, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and the weather, just for the, the growing seasons and stuff like this, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not even comparable, right? I mean, it's one of those. There's, I mean, they're actually though. I have to say, it's in the south of uh, England. There's definitely some good in Southampton and those areas. I had some uh, people that used to come through the shop in Amsterdam, and I was always quite impressed. I was like, wow, you guys are really pulling it because there's some great. I think the UK has always had like really good gardeners in general, not even about cannabis, but just those beautiful gardens and they, you know, they, the way that it's kind of a tradition and it's about. I think getting around plants, you know, you can tell when somebody's comfortable around them and when someone's just doing it for a job. And definitely it seems like the UK takes it seriously. They take their garden seriously. They always have, you know. Yeah. I've always loved gardening in general, though, just not just cannabis, but all, all sort of food crops yeah. and things like this. Well, um, well yeah, I mean, and in, in English, actually, it invented, you know, the idea of veganism and, and a lot of this... Uh, Gardening, you know, which is which is a of course, and, and farming techniques and things like that for small, because they have so you know a lot of people are living in really small farms. It's not like a vast space, and you have to utilize them the best. So you were so you were growing uh, some vegetables and things like that, or or fruit, yeah, fruit everything really. Um, yeah, like um, I'd like a back even back in the UK. So I'd like a nice fruit orchard and grow my own vegetables like. Um, Tomatoes, peppers, potatoes, all the basic sort of stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, and and how about your family? Like, was your family into it too, or you were like the first one kind of out of the gate with that, or did you? How how was that as far as when you were getting raised? No, um, like um, on my mother's side, they they they've got some sort of farming background, but I was really like the first to sort of grow plants and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they all came from cannabis, really. So basically from growing cannabis and um, learning about feeding the plants and doing things organic. And then I started looking at my own diet and stuff like this. So it was like a progression. But it all started from the cannabis plant. Yeah. It's awesome how it does that, too, like how it teaches. You know, the whole thing about growing plants is to let the plant, te- you know, basically tell you what to do instead of just trying to like, and, and of course you're going to read a million books and you're going to kind of do it. But at the end of the day, it's just like doing it teaches you a fucking thousand times more, right? Like all of a sudden you're like, Oh, okay. Now I see if I overwater it, that's what happens. They look sad and droopy and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to hold it back. And then you, you notice these, what, you know, what you're doing. Whereas if you read a book and it tells you about that, it's, it doesn't really explain so much. Um, when, when you started, how old were you when you started uh, tinkering around? Um, I was really young, so first time was like 15, um, planting my first seeds, but nothing really came of it. 
we were trying to grow them in like a in like a fish tank with a little light and stuff like this and it just wasn't working mm-hmm. and then eventually we um we put a few seeds outdoors and that's when we realized like okay these things can grow outdoors but they never finished um it was probably like some thai thai seeds that we were starting from thai stick and stuff like this mm-hmm. oh. and then You're talking about um, thai. keep going yeah, then we, we, we started some of these Thai seeds indoors and I was working as an electrician at the time. So I managed to get one of these 250-watt uh, HPS street lights. So we set that up with this Thai plant. And this this was like, we were like 15. We didn't even know about 12, 12 at the time or anything. This was all like the starting point. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm, I found a book in a shop and that's where I realized about the whole thing about photo period and that. And then we got a timer and that's when we started to see things flowering and that's the, the whole progression started from there. Do you remember what book that was that you were starting with? Golden Harvest, I think it was called. Hmm. I don't even know if I know that one. Is it a, is it a UK book or is that a... Um, it's, it was just an old paperback book. Um, I'm not too sure if it was... I think it was an American guy who'd written it. Mm-hmm. You know what year? You know what, what year we're we talking? Approximate. Um, what we're we talking now? Two thousand? No, nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Okay. Around that sort of time. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of because I was. We were selling a lot of books back then, and in the dam. So I was just thinking of. Do you still have it? Go see if it says co-authored by Adam Dunn. No, it does not say co-authored. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. Um, Are but you look, sure? But, the main book for us after that, we I bought the um, Canna Bible by George Cervantes, mm-hmm. and that was literally my Bible for the next couple of years. And yeah, it's I mean the there was it wasn't so hard to get equipment and stuff in the UK, but it was always like a little bit more a little more work. I always feel, but because I used to get yeah at the time at the time when we started there was there was no grow shops or anything like that, so. We took a trip to Amsterdam. Um, we came to your shop. We came to Flying Dutchman. We bought some seeds. Um, I bought some back guano. Um, bought so a few it, things in Amsterdam. It's always nice packing, packing guano in your bags is always a nice, nice thing, right? You're like, <laughs> do you have anything with you? Just like, piles of shit, basically. Just bat shit. Just bat. You know, a little bat shit. Yeah, and what what seeds would you what so the first couple rounds? So when you were buying seeds in the dam, uh, were you doing them with the, so the, inten- the f- were you doing with the no, yeah, so intention of breeding or just kind of like just tra- checking things out at that point? No, so the first things I grew I grew Hindu Kush first. So I set up a little grow room in my house, um, grew the Hindu Kush, showed that to some of my friends, and then they were like, "We'll set something up in our little like they had a little shed at the back." So we grew, um, I'm trying to think what it was at the time, um, Mazar mm-hmm. from, from Dutch Passion, I think. And we got some pot of gold from Flying Dutchman. And what did we get from Hemp Star? We got Hemp Star as well. Right. Um, and then later on, I think it was the following year, I started the seeds of from your ones, which was, I think you just brought out the sage and sour at the time. Oh, nice. That's what we're looking at right here. Boom. Yeah. What What year was that? What year did you bring that out? 
Um, I think about 2003, maybe, or something like that, or 2002. Yeah. Seems like. Yeah. In my yeah. head. I'm talking yeah. It gets it gets all muddy back in. If if you can remember the no. actual year, it probably wasn't very good weed, right? So you're like, all right, I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, but so, like, like that. Um, but the seeds were really good um, for for a while, and then I just seen like uh, just shit seeds, to be honest, coming out of Amsterdam. Um, the I think the nicest things that I was getting at the time were probably from from your place, the Sage and Sour. And the MK Ultra, I really enjoyed the MK Ultra at the time, um, and well, the Sage. Well, it's funny because our form, our formula really was the most basic formula, which is now the formula, right? It was, hey, uh, you know, I know you guys in Europe think you guys all have really good weed, but I think in the states we got even better weed. It's just that we're more isolated and people can't really communicate to each other so quick. So I'll just keep going back to the state. Every time I come back to the states, I would go and try to find a, you know something new to bring back. And every time you brought something new, it was like a hit just because it was already proven in the States. You know, the group that everybody who was smoking it there had already tested it, you know. And that's the thing about the dam is it's always like you never know until you put it into the shop if people are really on, you know, get it or not. But definitely the MK was <laughs> one that they got real quick. They were like, oh, yeah, now this is something. I just remembered as well, the, f the first thing I tried of yours was the hog, actually. Mm-hmm. No, that, that was, was the one. And that was, I think, 2001. So that makes sense. Like, yeah, 2001. Yeah. And then so kind of in that whole time period. That's it, the hog. Yeah. Mm. But I think he doesn't breed the hog anymore because he's a vegetarian. Uh, okay. Rimshot. <laughs> yes. Slow, well, Mark. Slow rimshot. Slow rimshot. Thank you. But there like through, through joining like the forums mm -hmm. and things like that, I started to meet like a lot of people, like people like Sonic Seeds um, and a few other people, even Subcool. Um, he shared his Jack's Cleaner clone with us and Sonic gave us his pineapple and things like this. And this is when um, I started looking into the breeding a lot more. Before that, I'd made the Mantis, which was like a Hindu Kush female mm -hmm. which we had for a while and while i was in amsterdam one time we were smoking some haze bud and it was um we found some seeds in it and the guy told me it was santa maria crossed with a haze so um i selected a male from that and pollinated my hindu kush and that was the first sort of cross that i ever made and then did you? Then, and then did you? Uh, I mean, you just obviously, if it's your first one, you just kind of like hand it out to a bunch of people and kind of. Yeah, that's it. Through Breed Bay, I passed out the seeds. Mm -hmm. um, I made the F two line later on, um, and passed out the seeds again, and then just started doing some crosses, and, and gradually people sort of gained an interest in my seeds, um, just through seeing other people growing them out. Um, and that's when I used um, the Pinamite Shiva to cross with a few things. Um, and I crossed it with the Agent Orange, which later on, that became the Mandarina, basically. I did a back cross and worked the line further. Nice. And, and did it and retain those terps those, through, those, through those progressions? Yeah, that's one of the main things. I See, sometimes I get... A bit of variation in the growth um but the the terps is something i really concentrate on so if if i'm selling some seeds that are mandarina seeds mm -hmm. i want 
all the seeds to come out with that orangey sort of taste. Some of them obviously come out more, I'd say, like bitter orange, some more sweet orange. You get a little bit of variation. Like real, or- like orange. real, like real oranges, right? We're not Sunny D. Can't all just be no. the same. Can't all just <laughs> add sugar, add sugar to bring it to the right thing. But no, it is nice when you get those, you know, uh, different. Especially in the orange terps, there's a lot of like real, like oh my god, that really does taste like overripe oranges, or that does taste like a particular type of orange compared to, and you get the, or that's like a rind. That tastes more like the orange rind, and that tastes more like the orange. The inside, it's like it's, there's a lot of variables <laughs> yeah. within the, the citric uh, profile. The juicy middle oh, or the yeah. bitter? No, like even some of the phenos, like if you get like a fizzy um, pop drink, orange pop drink, yeah. and you let it go flat with no fizz, even yeah. some have that, that, that smell, and then others are much more sweet. So, And the more you work with the orange lines um, and crossing with other things, you start seeing so many different things coming out, like... The mandarina crossed with the sour diesel. That was the orange soda. And some of the phenos from that were just... You, you remember it, uh, Adam, the old NYC diesel clone? That's exactly, that what, it, well, that's exactly what I was going to say as far as that. That's kind of how I... That's the confused... That, that particular cut confused everybody because it's never been... It doesn't have anything citric in the description, you know? So, But when you <clears> smoke it, you're like, whoa, that's like a... Bizarre grapefruit soupy is like oh, not soupy soapy grapefruit is kind of what I get out of it like a weird soapy <laughs> vibe to it also where you're just like hmm, strange but yeah yeah that's I feel like that when when that's in your whatever when that's in the plant it seems to be dominant all the time like even even with yes. the plants that look shitty they still have that enough of that smell or taste it's hard I think that's yeah. a harder one to pinpoint the flavor though. Is what I've always noticed. Like those things always are like, yep, they all smell really good. They smells good, but they don't necessarily. It's very hard to get the taste to match that smell because it smells so good sometimes that it's like. Eh. Yeah, that's what I really like about the mandarina and those lines. Mm-hmm. Like the smells that you get come through on the palate, and they make like the best extract. Like um, a few guys grew them out in Morocco, and they produce some amazing hash. Yeah? And we know how the Moroccans are. They're, they're a bit brutal with the plants. Mm-hmm. They're not dried the best. Mm-hmm. So if your plants can stand that and still produce the terpenes at the end, you know you've got something special. Um, and then when we do the water hash and the ice extracts and stuff like that, it's just the, the terpiest stuff ever. Like, uh, um, But one of the new lines I've been working with is the Lilt, which is just pure tropical pineapple and passion fruit, yeah? Um, it's just such a unique uh, profile, which I've never come across in all my years. And when I found it, hmm. I knew it was very new, unique. Right. And gradually, it's it's becoming very popular. There's a few clones of it around. Um, one in the US that's being passed around, one in the UK. And everybody that grows the seeds comes back with the same thing about the smell and the taste. And how many, and, and like, what's the, what are you averaging, like, let's say, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint, but like, is there like four or five major phenos, or is it pretty stable, <coughs> or is it, keep it down to two, or? No, it's pretty stable, because the Jungle Kush male that I used, um, I, I, it's it was just very, it's just non-dominant, it's not very dominant at all, so whatever you cross it with, you pretty much get what the female is in the offspring. Um, so the, the first generation of the Lil 
basically you were getting 70% all coming out pure tropical. And you were getting like some that were coming slight variations of fruit, but maybe a bit more watered down. And that's why I've started to work the line now. So gradually through the F generations, I'll get more higher percentages coming out. So yeah, that's the plan anyway, with that line. I've just S1'd it as well. Um, and they've come out all super tropical. I've not been impressed with past um, S1s that I've done. So I, I tried to S1 the Mandarina and I wasn't happy with it, so I never released it. Um, but then the S1 of the Lilt has come out really nice. Nav, I apologize. I don't want for a second you to think I'm laughing at you. I don't know if you're following <laughs> along in the chat, gang, but we have we have a live chat that goes on, and there's sort of a back and forth, and they're on fire tonight. Ra 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 <laughs> As always, Roz and Doug just fucking going off. But um, Roz and Doug's so just apologize. jealous of these locks. I, yeah. I completely apologize. Roz and Doug's probably oh. bald. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't want to piss him off, man. Oh, you don't want to get easy. Does it easy? Does it? Hey, get mute. Mark, Mark. What? No, you got to take that out so that he doesn't hear. Uh oh, <laughs> he's he might fly wherever you are right now and and uh, have to smoke a joint with you. <laughs> yeah, let's smoke a joint. So now uh, I was so like you know it's so interesting how everybody's taste or the palate has changed in cannabis in the last few years and. It seems like everybody uh, was super down on, on fruit for a while. Like, oh man, fruit, nobody wants that. And now all of a sudden it's spun, you know, 180 and everybody's on that tip. And what, what do you, what do you, because I mean, it seems like you're pretty much like focused on citric as far as like what people know you for. Um, yeah, do you know what? I've, I've got every single tip going, to be honest. So uh, different lines. Mm -hmm. um, I've got like the more sour gas sort of lines, which come from the sour neo and the uh, jungle juice. The jungle juice is my jungle kush with the sour diesel. And the sour neo is Horty Labs uh, sour power uh, crossed with sour diesel, IBL from Res Dog, and crossed with... Uh, my jungle kush so those ones put out the proper like just old school OG kush sort of terps and sour gas sort of stuff you get from them right um, and I mean because of, because of the location if you're in Malaga so you must be seeing now uh, well maybe not right now because it hasn't come in yet but the all these interesting Moroccan like Moroccans making hash with with genetics that are uh you know good flower genetics which they've never done before before it was always like yeah it makes okay hash you don't want to smoke that though you know what i mean but now they've got some you know enough people down there flooding it with uh all sorts of genetics i've seen some pretty interesting uh plates come through but have you seen a lot of your genetics grown out there in any kind of uh, scale or? um well the gingerbread and the mandarina kush because that must be insane uh, with those mandarina terps in the in the moroccan hash i mean that must be yeah uh, one of the spanabis is i think not last year the year before they put some in in the monster cup and they got first place with it um and it was just it was just super terpy like it just pure mandarina orange terps yeah. um like even even the farmers over there were blown away with it yeah, no, I can, uh, I can imagine. And did you have, you have you had te have you had tests with the, like terp content tests over there, or is anybody doing that? 
No, but um, there's a, a farm in America, Benson Harbour. Mm-hmm. It was Benson Elvis, but he changed the name. Um, they grow the mandarina kush, the orange soda. They've done a few tests and stuff like that. And did you have? Um, did you get? Any, do you do you have any of that data or? Um, no, no, not yeah, no. But I know I know they've been doing a lot of stuff over there with it, right? Um, and also they've just done the lilt, so I'm looking forward to see what the turp results come back with that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so as far as your breeding style, like um, you just are you, are you doing kind of like just open pollination, classic kind of style breeding, or are you doing uh, line breeding, or what's what's your sort of focus on on your on your lines? Um, well, see, I've done I've just done some um, open pollinations with the lilt, um, so that's with using just one male but three different females. So I'm going to start seeing now work through that line. That's because I want to work through the F lines now through that. Um, but like normally, I'll I'll do um, one male with the selected breeding females that I tend to use. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Recently, I've just done uh, a cross with Bodie's uh, soulmate. I use that as a male. And with eight of my selected uh, mother plants. And then also did similar type thing, but using the lilt. So, but that one was feminized. So I did that one with a reverse lilt. Gotcha. Um, and then... And then uh you're doing i mean as far as uh, you, you do everything on your own or you have you have partners or what's your what's your no 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 just me yeah that's it, that's it. yeah um, i i have a lot of friends that help me with the testing and stuff like this oh yeah they'll, uh, always, come, they'll always come help you with the testing for some reason like yeah i'll help you no, test. No, I'm, <laughs> not the trimming I, I mean, I, not the trimming no, but no, the testing I, I, I don't mean the smoking testing i oh, mean okay. the seed popping testing and stuff like this gotcha so they 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 they've been helping me out and ha- even help me out doing selections stuff like this. So they'll pop some of my seeds and we do a selection. So I have people that help like this, yeah. Sure. But yeah, it's I mean it's it's well when it, breeding is really hard to do in a, in a group situation. I mean usually two people is max. Anything above two people and it's like you're there's no way to kind of con- convey it unless you're doing everything by the numbers and then you're not really you know that that's sort of a different. I mean it is it's obviously it's still breeding but it's it, i think that's where people fuck up you know what i mean because they, they rely too much on the numbers they're like oh look at this one it's got all these great numbers it's like yeah but that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day and it's got to you got to see how it reacts how it grows how the effect is all these you know there's so many levels to it um that i always think like you got to kind of you got to balance those two things like if you're going to do if you're going to use the data then don't don't do more than 30% data and the rest should be, you know, just by your, by your in, intuition and by what your, you know, your experiences. And that's, that's where it gets, yeah, like, I think that's why it, that's where it gets hard, it, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that's why it's good to actually like, um, grow everything indoors and outdoors. You get to really see everything. You see the plants with its full potential. So every single one of my mothers has been grown indoors and outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, you get to really see the plant and like also I sift everything and check the resin of each plant. Right. And I think this is a this is a major thing. For um sure. for sure. 
and, and also outdoors you get to really see which plants are resistant which plants attract insects which ones don't and yeah this is this is where the the learning really um comes into play i think yeah. no i agree and also the you know especially if you have like if you're only growing indoors and then you take those plants out the same plants burn them outdoors for just even like a like an hour you know and then bring them back indoors and you're like, oh my God, this place looks so much more happy now that they got a chance to get all, you know, full spectrum, like true full spectrum, you know, like from the sun, not from you know, full spectrum bulbs that who knows yeah. what's missing in those. Um, so yeah, definitely if you ever have a chance to, especially like moms and stuff, cause like moms, they, they need to be brought out every so often, just give them a little bit of sunshine, real, you know. Yeah, rejuvenate them a little bit. Exactly. And, uh, you know, of course, if you're in Spain, it's, that's, that's another, I'm sure that's, like you said earlier, that's, you know, one of the reasons you move there is because you actually can grow outdoors properly, you know what I mean? It's, you can grow all the way through till November, even December, finish off plants that you could never finish off in the north. I mean, that was the thing about living in Amsterdam. It was like, it was nice because of the socialness and the fact that you could, um, you could, uh, you know, smoke at coffee shops openly and well, not feel like you were a criminal. And, and sort of as a grower, get away with a little yeah, bit. They, but you always knew that every so often you're guard dog fun. law law piece. They want to add this to their. They have a YouTube program. Uh oh, we got guard guard Who's dog. Got yeah, spirit. buddy. That's your buddy right there. Oh, hey now. Hang on. We mute yourself for a minute. We're gonna. We're, we still have uh, our guest from Spain on the line. Keep going, Nev. It's okay, nice cool. to tell lawyers to, to, to mute themselves, right? <laughs> mute yourself, buddy. <laughs> You're on my time. No, we got a guy. From, we have a guest from Spain. Of what course. time is it there? Like two in the morning? No, it's early still. It's like twelve thirty. What? Okay, one o'clock. Yeah, half past one. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Okay. He had a siesta. You heard it earlier. He's, he's, That's he's, right. he's, I this did is Spain. That. Nobody goes out until midnight and earliest. Like you start, <laughs> you start thinking about going out around midnight. You're like, eh, maybe we should go out or eat some dinner. That's right? exactly right. I remember that. That we, every I I couldn't. That it just it, it that it didn't work for me. <laughs> you know, they're like, let's have dinner. What time is it? It's a one o'clock in the morning. Okay, all, so, all the restaurants are open. <clears throat> so uh, Nev, did you get a chance to come over to like um, Emerald Cup or anything like that, or? No, no, I've never been. Um, that's one one cup that I would actually like to go to and check out. Definitely. Yeah, if there's ever one again, I don't know. It's all weird now. It's like what's 2022. Yeah, it's happening. Are we sure? I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, it's it's crazy because like the the you know to to be able to I think Spanibus and, and Emerald Cup are equal in the sense of like the FOMO from the people from the different countries, right? Like, or the different continents. So everybody from Europe really should and wants to, if they don't want to go to Emerald Cup, they should, because it's definitely a good, it was a, a perfect way to immerse yourself into the culture. And if you're coming from your, from America, going to Europe, there's really no other thing other than Spanibus as far as like a decent size, you know, a, a good sized event with all, everybody's focused there. And you're in a beautiful place with good food and good weather and all, the, all those bonuses compared to the, years of Amsterdam cups that we had to endure in, in November, the worst month. It was like, really, you could pick any other month, but you yeah, why was it? Why, why was it in November? I never understood that. It's because it was cheap. Oh, <laughs> that was literally the reasoning. It's cause like, yeah, because it's, everything's cheap because of, uh, of Thanksgiving holidays. I'm like, what? That's your whole basis of this entire thing. I was like, really? Ugh. have it in July. 
when everybody wants to be there. What, what do you what do you guys think of the uh, Skittles, the Skittles Terp? Um, you know, it's one of those ones. I I believe it uh, it definitely is a it, uh, as a Terp, okay, but as a plant, it's like nightmare. So that I think anybody who's a grower looks at it and goes, it's not worth the energy. You know what I mean? That you need to put into it. Um, and it also it feels like you know, you have to be grown really well. Like it's can be, it can be fucked up really easily. And I think every, I've probably the first 15 times I tried it, I was like, eh, don't really see what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden somebody who I knew who actually grew it properly gave it, I was like, okay, now I, now I see what people wanted, but how come it took me 15 attempts to get to that point where you're like, oh, that's what they were looking for, you know? But yeah, the, the yield is shit and the, as a grower, it's hard to look past those things sometimes. Like if you know the thing is just like a, it's like a Lester Grinspoon plant or something where you're just like, okay, this is going to be the worst plant in the world to grow. It's going to yield shit, but it better be really, 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 really good. And the people who don't grow it, they just think you can grow it real fast. Oh yeah, grow me some more of that. You're like, no, please don't make me do it. So it kind of, kind of does that to me. I think I think that's one of the problems as far as uh, skills. But the turp itself is is pretty on point, you know. Are you are you are you using it a lot or? <clears throat> well, I've just crossed it with my um, lilt, and I'm really impressed with the results from that cross. Um, you, I'm getting some that are like almost like a more tropical version of skills. Some that are more. So it's a tropical dominant. skittles. <laughs> they they make the tropical skittles. It's, it's like you more know, right? tropical than tropical. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, there's some nice phenos coming out. There's even one that uh, smells a little bit like melon. So, yeah, there's some um, nice, uh, unique terps coming out of it. For sure. Um, and are you doing any collabs with anybody? Is you got anything in the, in the works? or? Um, no, not at the moment, no. Um, well, I've, just, I've, used, I've used that Bodhi's um, soulmate. Right. Um, but no, like, official sort of uh, collabs with anybody, no. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I feel like we're, we're kind of at that point now where if, if you find if, if you when you get something that you like like you guys have the mandarina and so if somebody is looking f to bring that into their into their mix of something like that it's always not you know it's a lot easier to just go to the source and work with people and so you're open to the idea i'm, I'm assuming if some somebody's got something yeah like. I, I there's a lot of there's, there's a few people already using the lilt for crosses and stuff like that so i can imagine mm -hmm. that i can see that becoming quite popular with people, once once more people try it, um, they'll start to understand it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, as far as in the UK, where you're from originally, is it is it like pretty solid there? Like as far as strain goes, because I mean, it's so hard to break into that. That market is such a cheap. Like, like I think of the UK as like how how LA is with the Kush. Like you can't get past people with certain strains. Like cheese took so long to get out of people. Like that was pretty much like locked in for 10 years straight. Um, but now yeah. I guess they're getting a lot more access to, I mean, now it's like the hype strains are more hype there than they are even here. It seems like, but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a big, there's a big hype on the, the Cali bud and stuff like that in the UK. Um, yeah, I've heard, definitely. I've heard some crazy prices like, Ten thousand plus, ten, twelve thousand a kilo. Is that kind yeah, of I've I've heard some crazy prices as well. Yeah, I think I think that's gradually changing though. I think it has to come with a with a um, with its own mylar bag though. I guess that's that's part of the deal. Like must come with mylar <laughs> bag or can or jar. 
to qualify, which is, it seems like that's the, that's the ticket in New York, that's the ticket in, in the UK, that's the ticket like a lot of places. It's just like it's all based on, on packaging, packaging. packaging and hype more than the, than the contents, unfortunately. Do you yeah. guys have uh, cans in Spain? I mean, is anybody canning their product right now, or is it just basically loose and sold sort of in a bag or some plastic? Yeah, no, you've seen the little jars and stuff like that. Um, the cans, not so much, but I've seen a lot of them in the UK, the cans, yeah. Yeah, they're coming. They're, I, I, have a, I have a feeling you're going to see them soon. They're gonna, somebody's going to find a way to put a bunch on some, like, shipping container and they're going to wind up in Spain. Well, it's when, you, oh, no. it's when you see your, um, your stuff being, you know, ripped off, then you know, then you know you've succeeded at that point. You're like, yes, <laughs> people are actually ripping me off. Which is the sort of case nowadays. Well, what do they say, right? Um, that's the most sincere form of flattery. They want to be you. So, so, so who, so who, who you're, so in the UK, uh, in in Europe before you? Because I know you got on with James recently, like what about five months ago or something like that. As far as the seats here now, so now people can actually. Yeah, so that's it's all really recent. Last few months um, with uh, seats here now. Yeah. Who was your so? Who was your main distributor before that? Was it um, Attitude, or were you working with with um, with uh, Sativa? Yeah, in in the UK, Attitude, mm-hmm. um, and a few like smaller smaller shops. I say, um, also Manchester Seeds and Simply Souvenirs. Um, they were the main ones in the UK. Um, in the USA, I've got quite a few as well. So. Yeah, and what's and what's the latest in the UK as far as uh, you know? Anytime they're going to see you anytime soon, or you're, are you just you're pretty much down in Spain until this? Because I mean, that was my reason of coming back to America. I was like, all right, I've been here for twenty years in Amsterdam. Now I can go back to America because they actually have something going on. Because before I, when I left, there was nothing. You know what I mean? So if the UK turns around, would you go back? You think ever? Or? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'd like to go back to the UK. Um, I could I could see myself going back. I was supposed to go back recently before the lockdown, um, but then when that all happened, I decided just to stay in Spain a bit longer. Now, yeah, I would think of it in, a, in a lockdown situation, you definitely want to be in Spain. Yeah, good choice, <laughs> but more than at least you can get somewhere if you had to, right? I mean, once you're in the UK and, and they decide to lock shit down, you're pretty much there, right? <laughs> not so easy. What is yeah. the What's the future for legal cannabis in the UK? I know they're even they're having tremendous problems just with uh, this novel foods law of even getting CBD approved. Yeah, okay. Have- the way I look at the UK, it's too uh, everything has to be regulated. So um, I can't see UK going legal for recreational. I can see them maybe going for medical, but then it'll probably be GW Pharmaceuticals that supplies it. Um. Here in Spain, I like how it works, where but it's still all a gray area. The growing is total gray area. So I've even had problems here in Spain. I had to, I can't, I can't grow at the location I'm at now. I had to pack things down and stuff like this. Mm. So um, I, I've had a few issues, um, but I like how it works with the clubs, the associations, and how it's all sort of tolerated. It's a bit like Amsterdam, isn't it? So yeah. how it's tolerated in Amsterdam, they have the coffee shops, but how do they grow the weed? That's the gray area. Isn't it weird how they, like, you know, they everybody gets their shit figured out up to a certain point? Like over here, 
you know, they really dialed it in from seed to sale, but it, but it's, you know, but there's still nowhere to smoke, right? There's like the opposite problem. Like, and then, and then over there <laughs> right. they got clubs and they got, Amsterdam's got coffee shops and it's like, yeah, we got all these places to smoke, but we're not going to tell you how we got it. You know what I mean? And there's no transparency and you can't get tests and you don't know nothing about what's what. Whereas, you know, that was the one thing I think, <clears throat> you know, people take it too seriously too. Like people, or they, they think it's too important as far as THC content. But the fact that we can now get cannabis that's been tested for pesticides and tested for any kind of molds or pathogens, that's good shit. I mean, that's, that's like, that's an improvement, right? But, like in, I think once they, I like, think once they, they don't start do that. Testing, they don't do that over in Spain at all, right? There's nobody testing and showing tests. No, I think, I think once they start testing, especially that Moroccan hash, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think <laughs> that's it. They're never going to be sold there again. <laughs> yeah. When they find out, it's like thirty-seven percent dog shit or cow, whatever it is. Well, yeah, shit. And, and I'm sure there's all sorts of mold and all sorts of other stuff. I'm talking that. about mold, yeah, 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 yeah lots yeah. of mold, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and. Uh, but that's what I say before. Like we've smoked so much mold over the years. I mean, there was hash that, because it has mold, you're like, yeah, this is the real shit right here. It's got mold, right there. You know, like you know, Nepalese would always have mold in it, pretty much. Like that was kind of standard. Yeah, um, people used to say like, oh, if it has the white lines in it, it's stronger. Yeah? Right. You're like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no. When we were in Spanibus, what, what two years? You know, I got sick. I mean, I, my lungs just got. It was it was rough, man. I had to. Well, do you know what? This is the thing, yeah. With when you go into Spanabis and like a lot of people were giving you stuff to try and stuff like that, yeah. Huh. And there was a time where a lot of the Spanish uh, growing stuff was just not up to par. But I, I've seen a massive change over the last few years, um, and you're seeing like a lot of uh, fire being produced by certain groups of people now. I switched over, so I I switched over completely to my friends at Requiem, and and my my lungs cleared up pretty quick, and I stopped sampling from other people. So I yeah. totally understand what you're saying. That's it. So so which clubs? Speaking of clubs, I mean, uh oh, this is kind of where the this is where the allegiance comes in. Who who are you working with? Which clubs are like? So for instance, in Barcelona, we, we know there's a lot of uh, like the plug. I think is one of the spots that you're working with, right? Or, were, um, or yeah, maybe well, were. They, so you can't say yeah. nothing about nothing because everybody's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> like it's nah, like you gotta, call it. you gotta watch out. They, they've they, they've had a few of my things. I think recently they had a batch of the cherry spice. Okay. Um, so, but like places that I actually like to go and chill while I'm in Barcelona, um, I really like um, La Calada. Say treasure. Um, say treasure. No, I've never been there. I've never been there. No, I already, I already, I got the word today. PD's like, tell him, tell him how come he hasn't come over to Treasure yet? Yeah. Treasure is the shit. You need to come to Treasure. I was like, yes, I'll send him over. Don't you worry. So yeah, next time you're there, you need to swing by and see, see PD over there. Yeah, what's, what's, what's the Greenhouse one that they've opened there as well? That's Strain the, Hunters. Strain Hunters, right? Strain Hunters. I, I, I've never been there either. There's quite a few that I've not been to yet. Um, but I think uh, Backyard is a nice little spot. It's very small. Um, sounds I like, sounds like a huge place, right? Backyard. Yeah. It's huge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Le Collard is a nice little spot. I like that. Um, that's where I tend to spend a lot of time. Um, and Nerd, Nerd uh, uh, did one as well. Uh, one Up. Uh, that's a nice spot. I like that, yeah. 
So we have a question uh, from a listener, from Billy Jace. I wanted to ask you about the, the lilt tasting pheno and how often it comes up in the S1s. And is it is it like a, you know, you're going to get oh, no, it one, in, one in every one or? Yeah. Okay. Out of a five pack of feminized seeds, you, you're, you're going to get pretty much all of them coming out with that tropical terpene variations. Um, I'm going to say uh, four, four out of five. You, you'll be guaranteed to get the lilt. Nice, nice. Well, that's pretty damn consistent. Um, damn. And uh, I guess it's like you know we're, we're you're you're how are you doing as far as are you traveling around in, inside it? Because Spain's on lockdown now, right? Isn't it everything kind of going today? Like isn't today the Perfect. day? Yeah. Well, what's, what's the deal? What's going on? Because <laughs> you're you're trapped uh, where you are now, or. I'm a bit of a hermit anyway, so um, I'm just on my hill and, um, yeah, I just get on with my, my life up here anyway. But Barcelona, I've heard that they've had a lot of things going, going, uh, starting to lock down there. But in the villages where I'm at, it's just, you just got to wear a mask everywhere you go pretty much. Yeah? Mm. Um, and the police enforce that. They, they make sure everyone's wearing their mask. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a crazy world. I'll, right? I'll go there. It's, it's a crazy world. Just the fact that they waste. I saw this thing where they had the guys on Amazon, and they wear a speaker on their chest, and the guy just sits around and like yells at people. All hey, get away from that guy! And it sounds like you're in some dystopian like movie or something. You're like really? They're, it's like it's gotten to that level. And he has his little head. No a, close contact. He's got a headset Violation on and he wears code. a speaker on his chest. I was like, that is some bullshit right there. And it just sounded like. The worst work situation you could ever have. Like every time someone gets within six feet, they have fifty dudes that just stand around like that, and you can hear all the speakers in the background. I was like, oh my god. Well, thank God we don't do that, right? We don't take. It's, it's the one beautiful thing about growing cannabis is it's when you're in the in the room, it's and you're by yourself, especially if it's just like you know your own personal thing, and there's you're not working on the clock, and you're not you know having to fucking do some scheduling that someone else has put to, for you, and you can just do it on your own time. It is the nicest feeling in the world, right? Because like, you're just like, wow, listen to a podcast. I just listen to a podcast and <laughs> go in the grow room for four hours. That's fucking awesome. I'm curious what uh, the authorities do when they, or if they ever encounter a grow in Spain. Is it more of a, hey, shut that down? Or is it like you're arrested? Um, no, nah, you, you, you'll have to go through the system some way or another. So they'll take everything. You'll have to go to a judge, um, and uh, I think most of the time it's it's a fine or something like this. Yeah? Um, especially if it's a first offence. Yeah, um, it's a weird one too because it's like if you're connected to a club, it, it doesn't. It does help, but it doesn't help. Kind of like, kind of like it's kind of like a both. It's like a double edged thing because you. Yeah. They know what's if going on, do, but you're still not really within their. We're not really within the law, right? Yeah, if you've got a good lawyer and you and and you can say that all of this is for yourself, for your own personal consumption, um, <laughs> then there, there's there, like I said, it's such a such a grey area in Spain. It's, it's 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 and it and it changes from village to village and town to town and area. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Malaga is a little better than than the rest, or. Because I mean, they have such a—it's uh, such a crazy place already with the, well, the amount of the okay. amount of uh, like you the, know. The, the social clubs. The social clubs around here. Mm. Um, I, I heard of a few, and 
they a lot of them tend to have problems recently there's a few of them that are open and they seem to be carrying on um but it's nothing like barcelona um it's it seems to be much more accepted in uh catalonia than than um yeah well i mean here. yeah and i mean malaga is so famous for just it's like english criminal <laughs> haven right i mean they're just like they've had enough enough heavies down there that probably don't want to have uh any issues on their, on their in their world you know yeah that, that's that's the uh the costa del sol yeah 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 i mean not, not the whole area but definitely yeah that costa del sol for sure is it's crazy um but again like the i mean it is it is uh that whole region especially with all, with all the different microclimates that are there there's so many uh there's so many great growing regions like we had a guest on a friend of mine verse who's out in malaga and he's got some beautiful spot there and there's this like you know you see again like microclimates all over the fucking place where there's some that are really close to cali uh you know weather wise and finishing times and it's a dream so definitely i can understand why you uh would pick spain over uk for the moment but it'd be nice to see you able to go back and fucking do what you do right it's always nice when you yeah. go home and actually live the life that That's you it. normally wanted to do i feel a bit like a like a, a, a cannabis immigrant you know? <laughs> that's it. Or like a refugee. Refugee, yeah, refugee right? Cannabis refugee. For, well, that's, that is, that's kind of what the Dutch, that's, that was the whole thing about Holland is like when all these Americans that were there, most of them, I mean, a lot of guys got busted and then they'd go to Holland and you'd be like, yeah, it's not the greatest place to be. Uh, it's like, you know, it, it seems like it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's, there's more stealth places maybe to go when you're, when you're uh, taken off from somewhere like that. But I think Spain then became the the next spot after that and it's a little but yeah. but you do stand out a little further when you when you're in uh, spain compared to holland holland you can definitely be absorbed do you still go back to holland or you don't go back there at all now um we we did a few years ago it was, but that was the first time i'd been back in like seven years so it was uh, a lot had changed for sure and definitely felt like i did the right move though i was like oh man i'm so glad i got to see what's going on because you know as you know when anybody like and he's it's what i thought the whole time when i was in holland it's like man if this shit was legal in america people would take it to the they just take it overboard they go overboard on everything and that's exactly what's happening right now and it's like you see the the people that went overboard and without the right plan like which you know they're the auroras and the and the uh other companies out there that are you know lost more money than we could have ever made in our entire life with cannabis in, in one year you'd be like really you lost how many hundreds of millions of dollars you know 67 million dollars a quarter right it's like wait a minute this is that and and the, the the funny part about it is the formula for cannabis is really simple grow good cannabis and you'll do fine <laughs> that's it that's all you have to do there's no other there's no other like secrets you know what i mean the secret is just grow really good cannabis because it sells itself if you right? grow it they will come well yeah and it sells itself compared to like you grow swag it's a fucking work you know what i mean that's like extra work for everybody all the way around but if you grow good good cannabis seems to find a home really fast no matter whether it's through a shop or a traditional method or whatever it's it's always finds its home really fast so that's why we try to grow the best right 
Yeah, that's the thing in Spain. There's a lot of um, cannabis around, but the quality, of, like to get the top quality, that's it's a small percentage that are actually producing iron. Yeah, it's like that everywhere though. Here, uh, Cali, any any anywhere, even where there's like saturations of people, and you think, oh my God, there's no way that you know how I could never do better than that. There, it's something about the amount of corners that get cut, and you know the. There's, there's a 10,000 ways to fuck it up, right? And so somehow everybody thinks, you know, I've seen times, I've had times where I'm just like, oh, well, you might as well hang it up because these guys are about to take over and kill it. And then like less than a year later, they're, they're closing shop, you know what I mean? And you're like, huh, really? With all that, you guys couldn't, couldn't come up with something good? It's like, wait, it's crazy. So it's nice to find your niche in the market, you know? Well, you know, when you're just by yourself and you're figuring it out, you know what your budget is, you know what your rotations are and everything like that. And then all of a sudden there's this legal, you know, um, path you can take. And you're like, man, I can do 40 lights. All right, I can do 300 lights. All right, I got this. I'm going to do 3,000 right off the bat. And I'm going to find an investor and he's going to invest 15 million. And, and there it goes. You got everything is like progression. I think Colorado really figured that out. And now there are some... Well, amazing think, facilities out here. I think if Nev, if you're doing everything on your own, like 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 a lot of us, like myself, I mean, I have my mom and me pretty much are doing all the work. You know what I mean? And occasionally, I have friends come through and help me with things. But for the majority of it, yeah, it's just me and my mom doing stuff. So it's like we're we're not taking ourselves. We don't want to be doing corporate-minded sort of style work. I like keeping it real tight and close, and it, it's kind of. I think it comes through on the genetics too a lot of times too because you really have a you know if it's only one person really then it's all filtered through them you know and you know you can keep an eye on shit whereas if you have a whole team of people trying to do a project like that is so personal and you kind of lose your uh, original touch you know yeah no i totally agree i think like um yeah being that one person um, you have that everything is it's your 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 idea of what you want to create, and well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's on at that point. It just comes out honestly of like whatever you like is that, and if people like it, they're going to gravitate towards it, and if they don't, they're not. And it's some people are just like right on the money. They they have a good taste. They they have a good sense of the what they're growing, and it you know kind of shines through all that. So that's that's the. That's the curious part about it. It's like music too. Like you know, if if you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you may never get it. You'd be like, I don't know why these people listen to this shit, but they're whatever it is. It's, they're having fun, you know. But with cannabis, is very similar. Yeah. So, um, like we were saying before, you get your stuff uh, here in the states from James at Seeds Here Now available, and also a couple other places. But we won't promote them right now because it's the Seeds Here Now show. We'll promote Seeds Here Now. Have you got how many strains you got with him right now going on? Um, I've got all the Sacred Selection, which is all the um, Soulmate crosses. There's eight of them okay. um, with various different uh, females, um, and. Um, I'm about to do uh, a feminized seed drop with him as well. That's going to be probably in the next couple of weeks. So oh, that'll sweet. be uh, little S1s and a few more of the different little crosses. So, nice. yeah. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Um, 
and best place for people to contact you as far as uh, is it on Instagram is the easiest or you have a- yeah in- Instagram Tricum Jungle Seeds on Instagram the uh, Hispanic yeah, page is another page that's for distribution for South America and things uh-huh. like that somebody else I that you. page I got you okay. um, once again, yeah, once again, I fucked up on my promotion. That's how it goes on this show. <laughs> but at least they got promoted, right? So, yeah, so, yeah. So they're happy. They're okay. like, "Hey, we're getting orders, rolling in." So, um, yeah, so you're in, you're in, in your. I saw that you were in Uruguay, uh, Chile. Where else? Were, uh, was it because Brazil just opened up recently too? Did you? Are you in there also? Or well, yeah, that's what he's he's um, sorting out now. So that page is going to be directed for those sales okay, gotcha. um, cool. but yeah so I, I, I just deal with um, Australia America UK um, they're my main ones at the moment and Canada cool yeah that's awesome um, well if uh, we'd love to get you back on the show again and if we're, we're out that way we'll, we'll hook up I'm sure um, one day yeah, when definitely. we're allowed when we're allowed when us dirty Americans are allowed to travel again we're basically yeah, well, <laughs> we're at the whim of uh, of the world at this point in time. But yeah, it'd be awesome to to meet you for real um, and Definitely. get to try some of your uh, Mandarino live. Uh, I think I, I think I, I remember it, but it was like you know it was uh, fa- well, amongst uh, about fifteen thousand other samples at the time. So yeah, Ho- hopefully there should be uh, more of it over your way soon. Anyway, so yeah, we'll keep an eye out yeah. for it for sure. That's it. Thanks, man. And, okay, oh, and how'd you get the name? I, I wanted to ask you, how'd you get the name Banana Man back in the day? What was that based on? From the cartoon, yeah. The cartoon Banana Man. Oh, I don't even know Banana Man. Is that a UK I don't even know that either. Is that a UK cartoon or is that a... I think, yeah, it's a UK cartoon, uh, yeah. Okay, inside, inside joke. <laughs> inside joke. <laughs> now, I was wondering if you had like a banana f- terped kind of thing out of the gate with one of your... Fir- no, the original thing was I kept going to my friend's house um, and he kept having her hermaphrodites, so I'd be picking out these bananas all the time. Uh, so I was like, I'm like, I'm like a banana farmer. That's so funny. it was just like a bit of a joke, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, I guess yeah, you don't want people to think banana man like, oh yeah, all his shit's got bananas. You're like, no, that's not the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with that. I remember banana man. Do you? Yep. Wow, I do not remember banana man. I'll have to I'll have to check into it. Now that I pulled it up, yeah, you like had a flashback. Ah. Wow! See, there you go, flashback. Access to the internet. Live flashbacks. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thanks for thanks for checking in. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, like I said, anything if you have anything new popping off or something you want to you know get on a soapbox for any reason, just give us a heads up and we'll, we'll throw you on here again. Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Uh, okay, you. guys. Hey, peace out. All right. Take care. Take care. All right, man. Uh, see, we, God, we actually did there it. There he is. We did it at a reasonable Sorry. time. Sorry, oh, man. Oh, don't be mad. He's already got it. Look, he's got... Oh, he had a scowl. No, he's adding oh, up. Shit. He's got no, the invoice I'm out. He's, he's laughing at the invoice. He's like, oh, you I guys... I can't pay full price oh, for Do you know how much guys. I'm charging Please, you for this? Come on. <laughs> You know how much I'm charging you? <laughs> oh no! No, it's never like that. I'm friendly. I'm the friendly lawyer. Yeah, oh. those those words don't make sense in my those together. Friendly my, lawyer, right? <laughs> well, we're going to give you a whole That's new a understanding of of lawyers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, welcome back well, to the so show. Anything new in the legal Thanks, world guys. this past week? I know that I, I heard that Democrats want to wait. They're like, oh, we don't need to do anything about it now because we're going to wait till after the election. I'm like, I hate I hate thinking like that. 
It's well, always now well, with cannabis. You know, right now it looks like everything is kind of rolling in that uh, Republican direction. We don't know. You know, I don't really trust uh, a Democrat Congress or Senate to do anything different either because they've had plenty of chances uh, over the last 30 years to to move forward. So I'll believe it when I see it. I'm, I'm headed out there after the election uh, to to do some policy work out there, and we'll, we'll see. After the election, so you're going to be out there sometime February or March? No, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I'm going right, right mid-November, man. It's going to come off. Don't worry. This isn't like a football game. Holy moly. I don't know. It's some kind of game. I don't know. Football, <laughs> you're you're not wrong, Dave. There's some kind of game going but, on. But, right uh, you know, it, mostly mostly what's going on now is just the local stuff. We've got, as you know here, uh, a lot of uh, jurisdictions not really moving forward much with delivery. They're not, you know, there's a lot of reluctance on the hospitality rooms and places where people can safely smoke. So my focus right now is is to try to, to advance some things that we've already done. But again, Colorado stupidly left uh, things in local control. So, uh, you know, if, you know, right now, for instance, in Boulder, uh, you know, we're battling over the hospitality rooms and what you have is a bunch of anti-smokers uh, just in general. I mean, I'm not talking just cannabis smokers, but anti-smokers like, oh, you know, you're rolling back 30 years of, of progression and, in, 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 you know, in, in the Clean Indoor Air Act and everything else. I'm like, no, this is no different than a cigar bar where people who choose to be around, you know, cigars are there and people who want to choose to be around cannabis are there, but we're not bothering anybody else, you know, and, and that that's it's a tough sell right now. Well, there, yeah, uh, but, how, also, how but also it's like it seems kind of ridiculous because you can have uh, cigar tasting rooms in gas stations on the side of the fucking road and just like, yeah, this guy's right. got – it's like, hey, why can't we have weed? If we're all adults here, we could sign a fucking waiver if you want me to because it's all about liability as you obviously know. Oh, of course. And, and it, so that's it, all it, that people it, care about and it's like, okay, I'll sign fucking anything you got right there. No, but, but, but it comes down do, to the workers. But, but, the, but, but, but people who don't like anything anyway – already you know have that sort of anti-cannabis bias that they get to to roll in i mean it, you know it's always who the, is this who who are these people is it a city council in boulder uh, who well, makes in these boulder, rules in boulder we have a city council who makes these decisions but they have they're insulated by having an advisory board uh made up of sort of half and half some people that are involved in the industry some people that are very against uh, cannabis, people that are very like, oh, well, you know, this is a gateway drug and you're gonna ruin the children and all this. And, you know- Save it, the babies. You know, paralysis analysis kind of stuff. But, you know, the, these these things will happen. It's just, to me, it makes perfect sense that we would have a place to safely go and consume cannabis so that people aren't just sneaking off over on, on the Pearl Street Mall and, you know, bothering other people. I mean, it's, it's just let people do what they want to do. I don't get it. But, it's literally the most common sense, obvious bullshit that's never made. You know, I was just saying earlier on the show, it's like I lived in Holland for 20 plus years and they don't have a fucking, uh, nothing about growing is, is at all taken into account. So you, you just, you're totally living illegally when you're, when you're growing there. But then when you want to consume, there's fucking thousand places you can go consume it. You're like, and then you come here and there's all the legal growing and everything's proper until you get to the point of actually having to smoke it. And then it's all illegal and stupid. Well, you, you know, it's, it's funny about that, Adam is, is in the early days of legalized cannabis here, uh, I met with guys who were growers in Holland and had flown here 
uh, to because they knew Colorado had all, developed all these great strains and had all this know-how about doing it. So literally, it was like the exact opposite, where people from Amsterdam were literally like sneaking seeds back to yeah. uh, Holland, as opposed to the other way around. Back when you know we were doing this shit in the '80s. So you know, it it, it it's a funny thing, and it 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 bugs me. And the nice thing about being a lawyer is that I get to, tr I see what the problem is and I don't just get to bitch about it. I get to go do things about it. And that's, that's at least, you know, something for me that gives me, you know, some satisfaction. You know, we've made a, a, a significant number of dents, but every time you, you, you turn your back, uh, another door is, is, is harder to open or, or whatever. Well, I mean, who, who do we have to primary in the Boulder city council? You know, who, who, who are there people? No, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's more dysfunctional than that, Dave. It's, 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 a, it's the fact that the city staff is openly hostile to cannabis issues, but the the relationship between cannabis and their attorneys and the staff there is really great about everything else. So they just look to staff to tell them, well, is this going to be okay? Or, 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 you know, if we, if we do this, will, will it be all right? And staff having a very anti-cannabis bias says, oh, well, no, no, you know, if we do this, then then the sky's going to fall in. So, you know, you've been any shift in that logic since there the has, but, it, but it's slow because again, essential. Well, you know, you would think because, uh, you know, what I'm lobbying for right now, in addition to that is recreational delivery because medical delivery was by a quirk of fate already permitted in Boulder, but you know there's there's only a couple of handful of stores that still hold a medical license, so it doesn't do any good. So, it, it, as we shift from this model now in this post-COVID world to uh, you know to not having this you know, the four walls where we can all get the disease or whatever to delivery, you know they're, they're just not with it. And again, they they've got every reason uh, why why it's okay to deliver medical cannabis but not recreational cannabis. Makes it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I I, I don't understand it. It, you would think that anytime you would stop somebody from having to go inside a building where they've Thank said you. inside is it it you, you know it I I heard uh, what right recently that uh if you're if you're going inside that's really are you guys inside in the studio but you're outside right you're in a big tent outside inside's where it's transmitted you know so that's right. just I don't understand why they close would. proximity you know again nothing is going to make sense for a while until it's been around longer you know i sit there at at coors field and i'm sitting in a stadium named after alcohol and a guy's walking up and down <laughs> the aisle with a fucking thing full of beer nobody's like worried about oh the children you know save the baby well, wasn't there a wasn't there a child proof cap on that beer that you had to get into before you <laughs> exactly and you know one day i i thought to myself i said one day they open it for be, you there's going to be a guy walking up and down the aisle Fucking, you know, oh, tinctures, edibles, uh, gummy bears. Who? It's going to happen. It's just, you know, we're on the very front side of, of the end of prohibition, and it's still a work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. Work in progress I mean, is right. In it, its infancy. But it's also kind of cool to be at, at, at that this juncture because we're going to all – once it changes, we'll never go back. And so that's going to be like, you know, it, I think it's – there's still some room to, there's wiggle room to have fun with this whole, with the plant still, because at a certain point when they, of course. when they control the plant, like they control tobacco and we're all like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I think we're in the top half of the second inning, then a game no, that's going to go into extra innings. You're, you're, you're not wrong, Adam. I mean, what, what my biggest concern is, is that, 
is that when we finally do legalize at the federal level, it's going to come under the control of big pharma, under the control of tobacco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see Miller Coors is already involved uh, with CBD. That's just that's just a launch pad for for infused you know alcohol products. So you know, for me, this is still the kind of where where a mom and pop kind of operation, a guy who just has a dream and a love for cannabis can still do something. Oh, integrity, guy with integrity. Yeah, yeah like a guy with fifteen years old. Got a little integrity. You can still make it. No, but, it, kind of, hope. kind of, but not really. I mean, like it's it, you need like ten to fifteen million to really get into the game now and, and actually make a dent in any way, shape, or form. But they're but they're, they're, they're giving they're giving the chuckleheads that have been here in Colorado that ten and fifteen million because they don't know the first thing about growing fucking weed. True. They don't know. Are you are you writing a check right now, Jeff? Is that what you're saying? Oh, you know what? You know, I know some guys who know some guys who know some guys, and I, you know, know it. it it's it's. But for me, it it, it is it is still frustrating that we've gotten as far as we have and it still have so far to go and it, it you know because we're still we're still criminalizing it we're still there's still a drug task force in boulder that is trying to set up purchases of fucking pounds of weed so that they can give people felonies and hmm. you know it, 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 the whole thing is 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 you know you're right second inning is probably about right dave to, to, to when you really look at it and that provides both risk and opportunity and so you know, it is good to be in there swinging, and we're we're a lot further along than than we were, but you know, still got a long way to go. I, I think it's a huge step forward that Boulder even allows medical delivery. They didn't know they did. Okay, this is how stupid it is. When they wrote the code to prohibit delivery, they forgot to add the word medical uh, to to that to to the ordinance. Oh, it's a loophole. So, uh, so it was a loophole that got exploited by one of the businesses up here. And when they looked at it, they realized that the language was such that it was only prohibited for rec, which they enforced. So it is. It, it was, this was not out of the goodness of anybody's heart. Believe me. How about curbside for medical is available? Curbside was necessary because of the governor's order. Um, and so you know it'll be. Uh, you know that, that, but but again, they, they're resistant to continuing that beyond uh, the COVID restrictions because they're worried about ID checking. Well, there hasn't been a single problem with underage sales or ID checking since we implemented the curbside sales. But they still want to fall back on the sky is falling yeah. in doom. What could happen? Oh, the children. You know, they they might be able to stand on the curb and buy weed. This is fucking ridiculous. But hey, yeah, be employed. So what can I? What am I going to do? Well, I mean, the one good thing is because of where you're at. Like, if you're in Boulder, pretty much it's like, it's like the it's like the California of, of Colorado as far as the restrictions and the over-regulatory and just like kind of yeah. like. So if you if you can create a working model out of in Boulder of any sort, and then it's fucking golden for the rest of the state because the rest of the state is way easier when it comes to. I mean, I'm surprised there's not more people taking advantage of the fact that they you know should be a deliveries i saw that um smoking gun has a drive-through now so i was like wow drive-through nice in glendale that's pretty good you know so well it's glendale i, man. I, glendale, know, I, know, glendale. I know you get to you get to have strippers you get to have a fucking smoking Wait, what shotgun willies 
Oh, he went straight to strippers. You the see mayor that? Of Glendale, the mayor of Glendale. <laughs> yeah, the mayor yeah. of Glendale is the owner of Shotgun Willie's. We, who we've had him on the show. Dispenser, he also has a smoke club. He's, so he's uh, he's uh, been a guest multiple times on the show. He's one of the. He's got. Well, the he's fun. I I, pre I presented with him. He's a lawyer. He's got uh, the perfect radio he's voice. Listening. He's literally got like that voice. You're like, oh my god, dude, you need a podcast right now. Listen to this guy. <laughs> he's yeah, like, he's, a, he's a fun. Me, he's a fun guy to be around. Let me tell you, Adam. Let me tell you. It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, this guy, yeah, he's perfect. Um, but yeah, it, it's going DJs on. It's shotguns. It is crazy. Jeff, in, what, are, are your client? Are you having taken on a lot of new clients? I mean, is there a lot of enforcement going on right now? Are you finding individuals? There is no enforcement going on. I mean, right now, uh, COVID has made all the cops afraid to do anything. The inspection team nice. all works. From I like they're that. Not, I love it when the cops are scared of doing it. I love that. I literally had a guy write me yesterday who was sitting there dabbing in his car on an, in, in any other getting ready to go to work. And on any oh. other day, a cop walks up to that. He gives the guy. Wait, hold on. Before you answer, was it a Carta or was it a, a Puffco? Oh, you know, I didn't I didn't get it. It was uh, whatever you, you endorse there, Dave. <laughs> but he, he's sitting there with his dabber. He's, he's getting high right before work. But at any other day, the cop would have given him a DUI. But the cop didn't want to fucking deal with, you know, getting the guy in his car and, you know, doing all that shit. So he just like, well, OK, be cool. Next time, realize that if your keys are in the ignition, you get a DUI. You know, like, oh, because he would have had to arrest him and put him in and shit. He would have had to deal with shit. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. What a great time to be alive. <laughs> well, there are advantages. You got to be you're not, you. you're not saying that it's okay to dab in one's car prior to work, though. That's you're No, certainly I am absolutely in favor of dabbing in <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's you just take hear. the keys out of the ignition yep. and right, right, right. lock it first. Because if the car could potentially be moved, that's DUI. So keep the, what we'll do is we'll do a whole thing on how to avoid a DUID and what the laws of of marijuana and driving are at another time. I'll we'll, we'll, we'll give every kind of a primer on that. So that what they about what, what about the guy that just got was in what was is it Detroit that did the night he was doing whippets and he jumped the bridge. There was a guy who jumped the bridge doing whippets. <laughs> we thought we, we consider him a hero. We consider him a hero at this point. No, we don't. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. There we go. Come Not we do. I do. Yeah. Oh my God! How's we had some questions about what do you have hanging on the wall there. Oh, uh, that is uh, up above. That is uh, that, that. This is the that's the Godfather when Michael takes over the over the family. He's sitting in the chair and just before they close the door after Godfather One. Are you Tom Hagen? I like that one because it, it reminds me of, of getting the business done. And then there's a picture of Henry Rollins signed hit picture of Henry Rollins doing the exact same pose. Then uh, nice. there's me riding the triple bypass. That, that's just shit you got, you know. There you go. Just to come up into the inner sanctum up here. They go down to the conference room where things are sterile. And are those Lance Armstrong uh, paraphernalia in the back? Or what's going on? You know, Lance Armstrong signed that for me. Uh, he, he's, he actually has a daughter at CU right now. And uh, Lance is, uh, you know, everybody was doping at the time, so I don't give a shit what he does. What was really nice about it is when my kid was a baby, I got this little tiny, like, microscopic yellow jersey. And I, I mailed it to him uh, in Austin, and he signed and fucking returned the thing and was super cool about it. Uh, so, you know, he's an asshole to teammates, but he's great to fans, so he, he, he was super cool. The other one you can see there is that that's, that's Davis Finney. Uh, the, one of the original greats uh, that used to ride on Team 7-Eleven, and then the greatest of all time, which is Andy Hampton. So just a, a, a bolder fucking cycling 
thing here. You know, Boulder lawyer, you know what? A, Bo- yeah, Boulder cycle and lawyer. And how do people get in touch with you should they encounter a need to have an attorney on speed dial? Guardlawfirm.com. G-A-R-Lawfirm.com. Can you and talk it, about uh, outdoor growing real quick? Outdoor growing is perfectly fine. Uh, you know, if you're doing it for the state, you know, you got all your fencing and you got all you got all the same bells and whistles, which is based on an indoor model, which makes things okay. suck. But if you are a personal so grower, build a house around your outdoor growing, growing you're, you're outdoors, you know, <laughs> on your own, there's a lot of restrictions okay. about personal cultivation. Um, you know, as they try to quote unquote shut down the black market, they fucked with everybody's personal rights. Um, so it's supposed to be an enclosed lock facility, according to uh, the state rules to avoid felony prosecution. So use a green. What I say is, you know, just make sure if you're doing it in, like, say, in your backyard, have a lock on the fence, uh, you know, so that it, that's enclosed. Right. Got a fence, got a lock on it. That's locked. OK. And I, I, I won a case down in Denver like that. Some guys were growing in their backyard and the neighbor reported them. Uh, but they were they had read the rule and they had a little lock on there, a little shitty padlock on there uh, that the cop actually had to cut off to go back there. So that was perfect. I cross-examined the cop. I said, you know, did you have to cut off a lock, you know, and did you go inside a fence? And when you were in there, were you inside of a backyard? Yeah. So at, at the case <laughs> by the judge. So that, you know, just make sure you, you, you familiarize yourself with what Amendment 64 really said uh, and, and, and really – Amendment 20 never contemplated any of this shit. So the 64 is where you get a little bit more rights because not only can you keep the one ounce, but you can keep whatever comes off the plant provided it still remains within the enclosed lock facility. So if you have an indoor grow, keep your two pounds in the, in the grow, right? If you got an outdoor facility, put it in a little greenhouse out there, put it in a bus tub, whatever. But as long as it's within the enclosed quote lock facility, you can keep whatever you grow. So and Dave, you know you're the kind of guy that would be able to get two pounds, two pounds outdoor, five pounds outdoor. So you you, you really not me. You got the bust up. You're talking about bagels. How much these bagels? That guy we had on. That guy. That guy from Spain. That that guy. That guy seemed pretty serious. Oh my goodness. Oh yes, Nacho is is a hell of a grower, man. They 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 got the fire going right now. No no, I can make bagels. That's, I can't grow That's what plants. you do. I can, I can yeah. vouch for that. So, yeah. uh, hey, next time I come on, let's talk a little bit about those DUIs uh, so that all, all our people don't, who don't, are... Don't get me nervous. Stuff like that. You know, just keep, just keep them safe. Absolutely. For sure. Sounds Thanks good. Thanks for man. coming on, Thanks, brother. Jeff. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Bye. Weed should taste good. Yeah. 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 Really? So it's, so now we have to know how to pronounce it properly because I'm an idiot. So is it is it Miles Filippelli or is it Miles? How do you how do you pronounce it? Filippelli was my name before you put it on your flyer and correct. Now I'm Felipe. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. That's even better. Now I did, okay. I don't have to autocorrect anything. It's in there. Yeah. If well, the I laughed over you. But there's about pronounce there's about ten thousand Miles Felipe's out there, so you can blend in really quick. You can just disappear. Yeah, I'm lost in a sea of anonymity now with a regular name. I guess. Perfect. No, so no, um, but give thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, you're here for the virtual sesh, I, I assume. <laughs> yes, let's sesh virtually. I'm assuming you're you're all set with that since we can't can't help you from all the way over here. Nice, yeah, thanks. Nice, nice. And uh, I got Mike Denver in the house here. What's up? What's up, man? He's what's up, Mike? 
And he brought some. He brought some bomb sack, which I think um, I, I sent James Loud uh, an invite and told him to come on soon. So I'll give him a heads up to come on and yeah, figured and chop liver over here. Oh Dave, yeah, chop liver, know, Dave. Up there. Don't even listen to Dave. <coughs> Dave's Dave, Dave just up there crying, wishing, wishing he could hang out with us. Did you see? Did you see how Mark had me like totally right next to Denver Mike? You know, and it looked yeah. like I was almost there in the studio Did for a little bit. It was the edit all even. Oh, cute. Oh, oh. When it's just him, you'll see it later. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to see that because I didn't get to see the, the final, the final product. So, uh, Mr. Felipe. <laughs> yeah, that's me now. That's me. That's me. Oh, yeah. Um, what are you doing? I know, I know you've been busy with all sorts of projects, but uh, what's your what's your been your focus has been that the, the I think hemp was booming this year. So in harvest time, how's how's all that looking? The hemp is down. I'm I'm I got my whole field done harvesting. I got great help out here, so I give thanks for that and support from the fam. So we're we're done harvesting hemp. Now it's on to seed separating for the hemp seed we produce here. And that's awesome. Um, that yeah, it's a long process. We might have produced a couple hundred, maybe three or four hundred pounds of seed this year. So nice. And you're out on the western wow. slope. Yeah, I'm out here like Peonia. Okay. I was just out there actually, uh, helped some friends harvest out there. So beautiful area. Yeah, it's super blessed out here, man. Hit me up when you're out here next time. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the Wolf Strain was the one that you were focused in on, right? That was your, that's your own personal creation? Well, yeah, it was kind of handed off to me in 2016 or late 16, and I, I started growing it in 17. So I can't really claim creation. But it was kind of like a, another person working it for several years hmm. and got it full in, and he just stepped out of the whole thing and was like done with hemp. And uh, he handed it off to me, and I've, we've been in touch, and we still work together and stuff. But nice. he was a real successful grower and didn't didn't really need the hemp thing under his belt necessarily. So. But I've been running with it since then. Since 2017, Wolf has been my flagship, and it's yeah. it's unique and different enough to to. Well, run it's definitely with. unique. I could tell just by the, like the growth patterns and stuff. It looked like it was a little hard to handle. Like to me, it was like one of those ones where I could see that it wasn't like a no. It, it's not like uh, oh, I got these two poly hybrids. I slapped them together. Look, I can grow weed. It's great. You know, it's like no. It was like you actually had something that looked like it was pretty wild in a sense almost it had that kind of vibe to it like i was looking at it like yeah that looks kind of crazy almost like you could see that it was not your typical uh bud formation and or classic anything really was no it it's what? like a hemp i mean it's sativa looking but it's also hemp it's they get 15 feet tall 20 feet tall even when planted late so kind of big calyxes too right like kind of weird kind of like calyx shapes and it's like a little it was definitely unique it's one of those ones like i said like wow that's like you you could track it very easily compared to other stuff like where you'd see it growing i'm sure pretty easy to spot yeah. in the field oh yeah people grow it and they're like they're, they know it's not like you said it's just not some polyhybrid thing that you throw together that you have to know it's like no it stands out it's 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 why it's derived from feral hemp that's it's inbred feral american hemp so it's it's hmm. pure in that regard that that it doesn't have any of that polyhybridization going on. It's very distinct, and I wouldn't say uniform because you do get different expressions in it. But it's it's they all look the same hemp. Where where was that feral hemp uh, found? You know, Nebraska originally. Okay. Yeah. Because that's uh, 
one of the listeners, you know, Chance, the guy Chance uh, out there in sort of the same area, he was finding CBG, uh, you know, like three, four percent CBG plants in the wild, which is really high, you know, and uh, considering and and totally like not uh, touched by humans for. 50 years in these patches, you know what I mean? Just like continuously growing in the same spot. So, you know, as as climatized as you need for that part of the part of the country for sure. Um, so I think there's that's a huge that's like a m- almost more exciting strain hunter thing than than anything because it's in your backyard. You know what I mean? It's like holy shit, we could just walk around and find the one. You know. Especially, I mean, the one for hemp, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still for hemp, but we had, but also, I remember last year you were one of the few that actually made it under the wire here when they combined CBDA and, like I was saying before, once they did that, it kind of fucked everybody up. Like, eighty percent plus would fail, if not more. Um, right. And that, yeah, it's it's been testing really low, like hemp. I mean, the CBD is a little isn't hitting. 18, 20% plus or anything like that. It's the, the CBD stays around 12 to 15 max. Um, like really common. We see like eight, nine, 10, um, especially on crops that are seeded. We're see, you know, I see five to eight, five to 10. Right. Well, if you like, yeah, five is rough. Like 6% seems to be like the cutoff point where like it's yep. not worth the machine. Like you can look at the labs or looking at you like, yeah, it's really hard to play. At that point, you're, there's very little left on the, on the, on the bone, you know? So, um, but 10 to f- anything above 10 is, is totally workable material in a good way. And the difference between failing and, uh, tests and having a complete fucking wipeout and actually getting something is a pretty big difference too. So, um, w- also Europe would be a good, uh, thing for you i think just because the fact that they have tighter their percent only allowed to have point two percent so yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely working with some some people who have uh like the european connections I've, i was hoping to be at span earlier in the year but that obviously didn't happen but um yeah i Us think too, that europe, yeah that was the vibes you know but but i think you're, you're right europe is the way is a big market and introducing something that they haven't seen before that isn't just a polyhybrid is going to be um hopefully something that you know yields fruit so we'll see well yeah and like i said they have tighter they already have tighter restrictions and like i think people are just figuring it out now because uh i got calls from people the other day that were like hey they're talking about combining the two is that the way you guys do it and i'm like that's pretty much the way it happens here And they're like damn how's like right away their whole world crumbled because they realized like Oh shit! Everything we thought was good is now fucked because we were we were on the idea that that, that didn't matter. You know what I mean? And it was everything was fine as long as you didn't have to combine. But yeah, I think yeah, all, no, those that's also those are going to be combined. I mean, that's just that's just the nature of it, the chemistry of it. Well, I mean, it, we we did get away with it for a while there, as far as like <laughs> they, they weren't combining it. So I was like, okay. <laughs> It's almost like it was the, dope it, while it lasted. It's like the Delta Eight situation now, where one one day someone's going to figure out like, well, actually, Delta Eight, you have to make it. You can't. It doesn't naturally. It's not naturally formed on the plant, right? So it's being made. So therefore, eh, you know what I mean? Kind of like it's in a weird zone at that point because now you're like, okay, we make that. Oh, okay, is that? 
fit within the parameters? I don't think so, but never mind. We, we, we won't give them. Let's hope they don't pick up on that. was fucking bullshit. But it is, it is like harder and harder to, to navigate that sort of uh, world. Whereas the THC side of it, of course, which is obviously where your heart is, uh, 100%, I could tell. Uh, it's a lot yes. easier. It's a lot easier to have to grow good weed than it is to have to throttle hemp back and fucking figure out how to make plants that are technically want to just fucking get better and better to be like more limited. Without, it's like making isolate compared to distillate, where at a certain point it's not even fun anymore. Do we want to answer it? No. Uh, no. Nope. No. What's a no, no, no? Uh, well, let's see. Let's see what I didn't. Oh, uh, no. Who knows? Who is it? It was him. Oh. Uh, what are you calling for? I was checking to see if the woman could Oh, my God. Miles, can you talk about your uh, indoor garden, the the bed and, like, your light setup? I, like, always jam on that. You got, like, pumpkins growing in there and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, dude. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. No, I, okay, so I, I finally got, like, a my own farm, you know, and like stable living situation. I got a basement. I don't, I'm not going to have to like tear down the grow room, you know? So I set this big bed up. I'd been doing kiddie pools for a while and that'd been working really well. So I built a bed on top of pallets with a uh, like lumber that I got at the sawmill out here. We call it buck slabs, like rough cut. And, um, and I just, and I lined it with, um, landscape fabric, the black landscape fabric and, uh, and then filled, mix my own soil and put it in there. And, I mean, it's been living and growing for four years. It's like getting, it, I put on probably two feet of soil from like, of like extra soil from like mulches, top dresses, like worms just eating everything. Um, yeah. And I, I buried pumpkins in there that were just like for the worms to eat. I buried all kinds of food for the worms. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just like, a, the one thing I could never get was mushrooms to grow. I mean, I got like little mushrooms, but I never got like a crop of a certain type that I tried to intentionally grow mushrooms, but it's the pretty pumpkins, hard. Jeremy it's pretty hard. at build a soil. Yeah, build a soil. The peeps that they're out here. I it's do a pretty. Lot of it's pretty that. hard in a condition like that to grow what you want to grow. Like they'll grow mushrooms for sure. They're just not the mushrooms that you're intended to grow. Like those. Like it's easier to do those in the just in bag. You know, get the get the inoculated fucking shit. Do it in the bag. Easy to go. But like, yeah, it's a lot of times you get mushrooms growing out of me. Like, damn, if they were the right mushrooms, this would be the best crop, dual crop. Ever. I mean. I think it's doable. Like, if you had the skills and experience with mushroom with more mycology vibes, you could do it. Yeah. I know people do, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm always, like, re-inoculating, pouring new things on top of the – if if you just went straight water only with a really good layer, maybe, but not, not – Yeah, me. I mean, if you inoculated <laughs> the um, the medium that was there, like, separately almost and had to get to the point where it was almost ready to go, like, ready to fruit and then dropped it in, it might be easier, you know what I mean, where it's like – you can't it's quite hard to do the full cycle i think in there where it would be easier to just oh to, yeah to maybe no you gotta spawn first and then bear like break up but, the spawn of your mulch layer or something and yeah i and don't know is, i mean i'm definitely uh like i said it'd be it's, it would be super rewarding from uh from a person from a com you know complete cycle for sure um <laughs> and so is it build the soil uh is the soil that you use in there um, I got a lot of the ingredients from Build a Soil, and I, I mixed. I made my own recipe. Um, but I use Build a Soil for a lot of different stuff, um, like all the ingredients because they're the local soil yard here that 
closest to me. So. What about the again? And then there was also that Paonia Soil Company. You ever use any of their stuff? Because they were. Oh hell yeah! No, I love the bomb. I love their light mix, and they I can get that at my local Ace Hardware. I get Paonia, yeah. but but they don't sell like uh, like parts. Like I need like yards or two two or three yards of pumice stone yeah, of and course. perlite and so like, and I was like. You know, Bill so arranged that. Jeremy had me, you know, dropped off the bag, super sack full of pumice and helped out. So, um, shout out to Jeremy, of course. Yeah, big up Bill the soil for real. <laughs> yeah, I saw he's putting together that whole soil machine. It looks uh, pretty challenging. That was amazing to watch that to see that they had got it in and then it was too tall and then they they cut it down the next day, changed the angle. It's that, massive. That's some, it's so yeah. cool. That's some Jedi Knight shit of soil right there. It really is, and it's such a it's so such a sign of the times of like people becoming aware of this stuff and and you know it, a new industry building up around it. So it's awesome. Hey Miles, turn your phone sideways a second. I just saw the YouTube feed. It'll look better that way. Turn it landscape if you can. Is it your phone or is it your yeah. computer? Yeah, there yeah. you go. I got, I got phone. I got. No, he's saying if you no, can no, turn no, it. no, no, I don't mean on you. Turn it, turn it landscape so it fills the, <coughs> flip the screen. The, flip this thing sideways. Oh, see, I fucked it up. Oh my god! Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there we go. I have no there idea is. what's going on. You just did it. It's it's turn it back. It looks better. It. No, nope, perfect. Looks good. Uh, thanks. Frozen. Uh, You're frozen and super stoned, but it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> super stone frozen. Yeah, super stone frozen look, but that's all right. Goes by. That's normal. So, what are you smoking? Um, what is this? This is uh, it's an OG sour type thing. It's um, we call it laugher. It's just a what was it? Um, OG and uh, what was the female? Oh, Stardog, Stardog Nine from Top Dog Male onto just an OG female. It's one of those things that did never get, you know, there's so much of that kind of stuff out there that I never distributed any seeds or anything, but that's a good homie down saliva. Right. Throwing that. Nice. Um, what's your what's your latest uh, projects that you're doing at the moment like you have in the ground right now? So much. I mean, good Lord. Uh, like, <laughs> I love hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, so the weed just tastes good. It's just like dank like i think gas is back i think sour or like sours and ogs and chem is what people want like the fruity like uh gelato fruity dessert thing is like a, a thing that that happened and not, and everybody wants gas again so i'm gonna chase some gas terps for a minute and have fun well, i want the colorado cough you, ha you wouldn't happen to have a cut of that going i've got nothing like i'm not a colorado native i don't I, no, I wish but i don't i wish i could help you uh, I ask every Colorado grower that comes on the show. That's what's up. Keep looking. You'll what's find it, it. So what's <laughs> so uh, what's like? What's your oldest thing in your stable right now that you got? Let's say just as a random question on the side. What's the thing? What's what's the something you have? Oldest thing in the stable is yeah. Jeez, yeah. I mean, pro yeah, probably wolf. But I mean, in terms of on THC not, side, yeah, THC. Forget about wolf. Forget about the wolf. Yeah. No, I just like the long yeah. wait. Something you keep around. Do you keep? Do you like keep anything deep, around, mom wise, or you kind of keep moving on from project to project and kind of keep it all in seed form? Or I'm moving on. I got I got the the mom spread out, and I'm about to get the cut of the lime cookies, blah blah, back from a guy, and I'll just keep working that. So I mean, it's in the, it's not in the stable, but it's in Denver. I gotta just go pick it up. 
Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm working with some seeds that I've made a long time ago, the deep chunk sour bubble that are like, you know, just really short, fast finishers out here in Colorado, like growing outside. Everything's got to be done by now, usually. So I'm looking for fast finishers, short, stocky plants. And those do good inside, too, the way people grow nowadays, like just seeds of green, like short, stocky, fast finisher, looking for something that veges quicker, but finishes flat quick, too. Also, you know, it's not like the real short indica type growth that veg is slow like a lot of those bubba's veg so slow and the deep chunk you use so. the mail from that or <clears throat> yep that was the mail um i had been gifted a pack of tom hill deep chunk seeds when i first moved to the west west got this place and met some local somebody just gave me a pack of deep chunk seeds he was like you're into this kind of stuff huh like Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's a good. That's a great thing to find a mail from too, because it's like one of those, uh, you know. Uh, I think out of all the strains out there that were along those, I mean, pre kind of pre OG and uh, just had that unique fucking structure, you know. That it's great to add to everything, and it's nice to see it. Oh yeah. It's nice to see it used as a male more than a female. I think from what I. I've seen it. You, I always see it in that position almost almost every time. So that's what I was wondering. Yeah, for real. No, I mean same way. This other uh, deep chunk male used on the East Coast sour diesel we've used a lot. Like the what's a deep chunk or Chuck D? People call it really great. I mean, yeah, the, the Afghan that that Chuck D just had, or the uh, sorry the deep chunk has so much potential. That Afghan, those Afghans. I mean. I just like the name so, Deep Chunk. How can you not love it? Right? It sounds like it'd so be, the, it oh, it comes to mind is that old uh, square chocolate candy bar from when I was a kid with like nuts and raisins in it, the Chunky. I yeah. like that. Oh, so those I, Chunky I, bars I almost, were good. Actually, those are, those are pretty yeah. good. Those were, those were decent. Yeah. Those were decent. Uh, Probably one of the few times. So that's the vision I got when I heard Deep Chunk. I'm like, that's all. I'm already set up to really like that strain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely you are. <laughs> it was like my chocolate chunk was, even though it had nothing to do with deep chunk. Every time I see so many times it's been used in different flavor, you know, you see it in ice cream and all that every time you're like, it's like, I was like, yeah, I was on that tip a long time ago, but I didn't f- follow through with it. It was like, all right, one ice cream is enough. You know what I mean? I think, and that was... <laughs> for sure. So, But you're not really falling for that kind of, you're not on that whole... Like, I have a hard time now when I hear different strains coming from different people because I'm like, it's so convoluted at this point. It doesn't even, like, my brain stops listening once I hear a dessert, two, two desserts. If I hear two desserts, it's already, like, too much. They're like, wait a minute, did you just say baklava and then what was the second one? <laughs> Pistachio nut gelato. baklava, gelato. You know, you're like, all right, I'm done. Brain stops. That's it. Right. Like how many calories just in the description of that? Like, geez. Yeah. Well, it's About also like twenty. It's almost like the when all the all the dispensaries would have acronyms, and then you just use the acronym. And I I couldn't remember who anybody was after a while because they all sounded the same. It was like, oh, you mean the Blue AMP Dream. or the APP or the AAPM? I don't know, dude. What the fuck? They all sound the same. And I always had M's in them because there was always something with weed or marijuana or you know something dumb. Like, and they just all it was like. <laughs> All right, stop using acronyms. Just have a name <laughs> so we can like move on from there. 
Yeah, no, it has to be simplified in some way, for real. So, but the roots, man, we're going back to the land races and stuff too. So I've been messing with land races and fiddling around and seeing what I can find in all the, all the old seed stocks I've collected over the years, just playing with ties and you know, indie. I got all the Indian land race exchange stuff and playing with the the Balocha stands and seeing what they'll produce and all these dry region Rajasthan, all these Bal- desert places. Balocha stand. Balocha stand. Is that, Bal- yeah, is that like where Baloney comes from? <laughs> Baloney, Baloney stand. Tony Baloney stand. Uh, yeah, no. Nah, no, you're talking speaking of calories like in the Baloney stand, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Spaghetti westerns and shit. Right. No, just playing with land races, man. The Baltistan's in Pakistan, I think. The, the, I mean, the, I mean, the Indian the, land the, race guys. The funny thing is, is that when you grow them out, it's like, I mean, every almost every single time you do, unless you have, you know, patience. A is one thing, and you really have to have like you know unlimited growing area. You have to have some way to control the the environment because at a certain point, it just like you know they're. If you put them all outside in, in in your environment where you're at, you might get a small percentage of them that actually finish, but chances are most of them won't. So you kind of almost get forced to do them inside. And every time it's like you harvest, and unless you want to wait to cure that bud for like six months, it's almost like every time you're like disappointed. You're like, ugh, this tastes like shit. Because <laughs> you're expecting, you know, fireworks to go off every time, and it never Drum does. Drum roll, Mark. Oh, yes. No. We got Mr. Loud in the house. Come on, drum roll, Mark. There we go. Bam. How's everyone doing? Good. He's now Fantastic. a professional. Oh, yeah. he, he is a professional, by the way, guys. Now, this guy, this is, this is his job now. He's, he's a professional podcaster. He's on, he's on <laughs> number three. No, four? You're on four now? Already? You're cranking. I can't believe every time I'm like, damn, he's had four shows already. How's it going? Yeah. I know mine was the worst. Yeah. Mine was no, there. no, you guys are good. You, we got a lot of good feedback. Dude, it's yeah. funny, like, uh, we've been getting over a thousand people tuning in live. I was, I'm surprised. I know, I was very jealous. I was like, Jesus Christ, look at him. He's already surpassed us by like four times. <laughs> yep, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the sour diesel one we did, I think, has like twenty thousand views, and that was a uh, five. And, and he got Hal on there. You got Hal. Did you get Hal? Yeah, we got there. What? Come on now. We've been been working all these people for you for years. Like we basically loosened the top for you, handed you over the thing, <laughs> and you went like, "What do you mean it's hard to open?" I was like, "What? No." We tried to get how how many times, and he was refused. So, congratulations, yeah. you you cracked that nut. <laughs> now, I love yeah. how he's he's a sweet mellow. He never wanted. He never wanted. Even though Hal is literally the man behind it all, as far as the physically doing what needed to be done, which is get a seed and put it in the fucking ground. Because if you don't do that, there's no story, right? So he did that. But then everything else from that point on just turned like you know, you could, as I'm sure you guys talked about, like he didn't want nothing to do with it. At a certain point, he was like, "I'm done," which is sad. Sad. The sour. Yeah. So, so that's cool. So, so can you do you have a big jar or something that I can take a spook, uh, little school, uh, you know, scoop out of? Scoopy doop. 
Who? <laughs> I get the word out of my mouth. It's a virtual scoop, so it's not going to be as painful, dude. You just have to, you just have to go like get one of your baller jars, scoop into it, make him see the scoop, and then it's set it aside. Be like, no, for no, when, for when we see you, and there it'll be. When you were know, sitting in that trailer at uh, Emerald Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. Now you're talking. So. Ah, oh my see, goodness. he was hiding. He was even hiding the weed until he got here. Ooh. Oh shit! Oh, oh shit! Yeah, let him, let Dave. That's see about it. an Adam Dunn size dab. Let Dave see it. Yeah, virtually, right virtually oh, smelling. What flavor is that? There. What's, what's that giant ball jar? You look like you have a hugest ball jar ever in front of you. What's that? What you got going on there? Yeah, yeah, it's massive. It's it's good. This is Pluto. So this is some Pluto diamonds. That's uh, no CRC. It's absolutely amazing. It's got it's got a nice color, but like as far as flavor, like it's like smoking candy. You blow out and it just keeps tasting like candy until you take another hit. We like that. Yeah. I'm on sober October, so I'm not even smoking this month. I've cheated oh like my God. three times I've cheated. And so wait, what is this concept? Sober October? Oh, so you can cheat now and everyone knows you cheated already so three times. So you're a well known cheater at this point. Might as well just imbibe with the show come on now i figured something like that would be completely thrown out the window the moment this whole covid shit started okay this is what this is selected this is is your selection yeah yeah. all right so oh i got i got uh wait so what is that i got some bombsack wow fucking nice looking impressive let me see where's the best camera uh let's see let's switch over to uh hold on Sorry. Here you, can you do, do, no. James, do, thanks for that uh, pretzel recipe. I'll it, it it send it to me again. The formatting, something happened in there, and it got all for cocta. Oh, it's a. Uh, send it to my email right. address. Just do the one in front of you. Just and I'll send you my bagel recipe. Awesome. Oh wait, no, that way. This one. Yeah. No, 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 that one. Yeah. Oh, this one. Yeah, Jesus. you can kind of see it. Uh, oh, look at the production crew. So, on, James, on your podcast with all those, do you have like okay, a staff of like forty-seven talking. interns or hold something it, just like hold that? Hold it still. Hold it still. Pull it back. No, back. No, it's back. Me and Peter. Mm, look at that. Good, so you have every Sunday at eleven. It's super Giant simple. buds. It's huge. <laughs> How do they find that you? Nice. This is looking beautiful. My for my show. It's a YouTube yeah. show. With, uh, Future Cannabis Project, and every Sunday at 11, if you go YouTube, Future Cannabis Project, uh, there I am. It's real real fun, real easy. I get a lot of good guests, and I'll have a lot of friends uh, that are coming on the show. So 11, what time zone? 11 Pacific time. There we go. Every Sunday live, yeah. This weekend, we got the Cannabis Brothers, and then the weekend, uh, nice too. weekend we got Energy. And we're talking about molecular breeding and data-driven breeding, which is what I'm all into is the data-driven stuff, not necessarily the molecular breeding, but. Data-driven. I just talked about it earlier on the show. I said, man, if you're only going by, you got to do at least, you could could do that, but you got to make sure you have your feet well into the uh, reality of your plants before you do that because you don't want to get stuck, go down the road of only data, and then all of a sudden your shit, tastes like cardboard and you're like why does this taste so bad <laughs> but the data says this weed tastes good and you're it like no this weed should taste good but it doesn't taste good <laughs> right 
See, I'm trying Bitcoin to get taste good. No, of course, because it's uh, taste is totally that's that that's the one that the data can't fucking tell you. It can tell you terp levels, and it can tell you which terps that are there, and you can it can't tell you if it tastes good, right? It can only tell you that part. Wait, hang on, I got a question for James. Twenty thousand viewers. Are you looking for a co-host who really doesn't know anything about growing? Ah. Or how to make a mic work properly? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's up with your crackle mic over there? Uh. Oh, Dr. Crackle Mic. You might have to mute. Dave, sorry. Yeah, I always say now tasting is believing, you know, Perfect. until you actually taste it, you know, once it's all cured and, up and, and that's stuff. that's what we're doing right now. Yep. So, yeah. And I believe, like, growing it out a couple times gives you the real deal because you, you, you grow it from seed. When, when do you harvest that? Uh, I was... <laughs> This was probably harvested, uh, not sure exactly off the top of my head, a couple months ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking... Maybe about six weeks ago, because yeah, about four weeks into flower he, he now. So six... He literally uh, did exactly what I said. I, I said, he's coming with the perfectly cured. I'd make sure I stressed that. So what he got here is like, I was like, damn, actually perfectly cured. Good timing. So um, Set some aside for How me. many different phenos in the end did you sort of... Um, well, we only had two females out of uh, five Whoa, seeds popped. Man, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we didn't pop the whole pack. Just uh, we try to stay in the numbers. And this is uh, my dad and I growing it. Um, I'm not growing at my current place right now. Um, just moved actually recently. But yeah, so he grew this at his place, and yeah, he uh, yeah, it was our summer grow too. So um, I'm definitely excited to run it again. And I passed the clone out to a bunch of friends. Um, so excited to see how they do it with their grow methods and everything like that. You know, that definitely gives you the full idea and potential of it's, it's what very, it can do. It is savory too. It's got a really like weird. It's it's uh, yeah. Did, did you smell yeah that? yeah savory. I, like yes. My finger. Yeah. You get me that sock frunk from the GMO. To be honest with you, I've only had GMO once. You know, I yeah. uh, I have to say I haven't been to a dispensary in like three years or something like that, and I only Good went to get congratulations, GMO congratulations. just so I can like <laughs> smoke every know day. what it talk. You haven't know, been to a dispensary kinda, in three years. Yeah, you know, just. But if you it, were you know. gonna go to a dispensary, it'd be Green Farms Med or Fourteener, though, right? Um, or apothecary farm, right? Yeah, definitely. Where I can get the done yeah. deal is good. So, there but yeah, I went to the dispensary just to get GMO to kind of like you know help me with my pheno hunts a little bit. And uh, yeah, I only had two females to select from, but this one I think had the most funk. The other one was definitely like sage dominant, and um, yeah, it took a little longer and was yeah definitely like sweeter, herbier. Um, no, I like this. Is a but this has, yeah, this has yeah but. Because I, I, we, we, uh, we definitely, that was one of my faves of what you gave me from the original sample test, you know? I think that was, uh, seemed like it had the most potential out of the gate. From the beginning, yeah. I've been stoked about that one, like to try it. So, oh, yeah. shit. I'm stoked. Yeah, and the packaging and everything Tension. on that was legit, you know? I'm like oh, a yeah. huge Rage fan, and just like the mixtape was perfect. Hell yeah. And I'm excited to get into some of the other ones too. The um, what is it? The Mystery Machine. I think I'm excited that's a, about that's that a one. Skywalker OG, right? BX one yeah. or something like that. Skywalker Flower, yeah. It's an auto too. Yes. It's an auto. Yeah, those are good autos. I got some COAs, a bunch of COAs back on those, and we have stuff testing in the 20s, which is fantastic. Oh, I got wow. a 26% total cannabinoid and 24% THC on uh, one of the crosses that I made with those. Um, Damn. Yeah. 
That sage and sour, though, so, so basically the sage and sour with the GMO, it's a real interesting plant because you have three varieties, all that have long flowering times. And then on top of it, I put three different sage and sour males in the room to give genetic diversity. So there should be a ton of awesome phenotypes in there that give you stuff all over the place, stuff that leans towards the, the sour with that fuel, that funk with the GMO, and then that real sagey kind of hazy... The, the sage gets not from the OG side, but from the uh, what's the sage inside? What's the sage the other cross in there, Adam? It's a uh, big sir holy, big sir holy uh, in Afghan. Sage and sour mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Sage and sour mushrooms. Yeah, sure, Dave. Why not? That's the name bagels. of the strain. Sage and sour bagels, bro. Yeah, dude. Come on, you know, oh, you know, it's all yeah. about the bagels. Forget bagels. About Remember my motto: We'll trade bagels for buds. So. There it is. No, James had a picture of some fire pretzels the other day on Instagram, but I noticed in the recipe you use lye. I'm too much of a pussy to ever. Oh man, the thing is, lye is easy to use. You just have to realize that as soon as you bake it, realize. Whoa, dude, you you're a poet. (laughs) L-Y-E. Yes. As soon as you bake it, it neutralizes the lye because the bread has a low pH and the lye has a high pH. So you just need that pH to come down to where it, you can eat it. That's all. Okay. How about just baking soda and water? Can I? No, that's I do the, you don't get the real uh, crust from the pretzel if you don't use lye. That's what gives it the real, you know, and it's, it's really, uh, easy to use. you just got to get over the fact that it is dangerous and wear gloves. Okay. Yeah. And also, when you pour it down your drain, it cleans all that shit out. It's fucking fantastic. I have a septic. I don't know if I can do that with lye, though. Oh, yeah, just pour it on your lawn. <laughs> no problem. No problem. No problem. Yeah, it's the neighbors will love me. What's like, that? Definitely, like, got a, like, definitely got a funk to it. That's for sure. Like, there's a low, low-lying funk right around here somewhere. We go. And, uh, but it also has a very, <laughs> it definitely has a, a weird old school kind of like, uh, Raw, rawfully like a raw affy kind of vibe to it, almost too. Like with like, yeah, simple. Like that earthy kind of like undertone. It's not really earthy. It's yeah, it's, it's almost it's like a cedar, almost like a cedar. Yeah, tight, tight, like a edge of cedar, almost. Like woody kind. Of, yeah, that sounds awesome. I want to try some of that. Nope, not for you. Mark, grab some. <laughs> nah, dude. Grab some, get the spoon out. But oh, structure, yeah. the structure yeah, is, how was your yield on it? Because the structure looks pretty nice right? as yeah. far as per bud, but how was the whole plant? Yeah, the yield was pretty good on it for, for what we do. Um, yeah, it was this pheno in particular, the one I passed out. Yeah, I want to say it was like a quarter pound plant and, in, you know, pretty small. Um, I think it was a seven gallon bucket, you know. Mm-hmm. So. And you're averaging what you're like, kind of like, so it's like a medium. That's pretty high for us, actually. Okay, yeah. That's and good. we just, yeah, we just have a few plants. And you top them already or top them early? Or? Yeah. I, uh, you know, honestly, my dad grew most of this one and I'm not sure exactly when he topped it, but, uh, yeah, we topped it at least probably just one time. He was, you know, you go. I'm not exactly sure when, but yeah, I had a bunch of nice tops on it. I want to say like, I don't know, six or seven of these nice, like, this was like seven gram, you know, tops all over it, you know. So it was it was nice, really beautiful plant to grow, really impressive, you know. 
Um, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to run it again and see what my friends can do with it. And, uh, yeah, just go through more of the seeds too. That was, a, you know, a nice mixtape there. Awesome. Yeah, so we um, it, obviously people don't all know, but we pack them in. Uh, so this this was the first round uh, with the new packaging, which was you know in ode to old school. Uh, back in the day, we'd kind of keep a lot of our weed and fucking things and joints. Keep your joints in your fucking tape case. Tape cases were synonymous, right? They were everywhere, all over the house. You had them everywhere. Now it's like I couldn't even find one. Like I was like, I need a tape case. I want to see how that is. And I was like. I had to fucking go like order a whole box of them because that no one had one. I was like, "What? This is crazy!" But uh, something about a tape, something about a tape, old school tape is just got a good feeling, you know. And then I, as people who listen to the show have heard me say a thousand times, I always compare breeding and and to to producing and growing to DJing and like everybody has their little skill set, you know. Some guys are like really good at growing, but they couldn't you know figure out how to they wouldn't they they'd bottleneck themselves in the first round with trying to breed because they overthink it or something you know and then you get other guys who don't really grow that great their weed kind of sucks but for somehow their selection is fucking amazing and they have like really good fucking genetics that come out you know like you, you, you might you might even see them like you might see them just they grow with gh and they don't ever they never change you know it's like that's all i do and you're like okay there is other things out there you know it's like nope that's how i do it it's how i've been doing it but they fucking have great you know genetics to begin with and so that's why uh we, we we love what they do and then you get other people that are all about organic growing and so they're fucking awesome growers and you know just like different levels so that's kind of where the tape the tape idea came from because i thought okay this is a great way to combine the two and so with miles we have a, a project going on also where i have uh his uh, mesa cookies tell me about the mesa cookies because that's a uh pretty interesting it's it's not your typical cookies that's for sure yeah no it's the sour bubble by lime cookies bubba um that brought the cookies down like nice shorter compact you know faster flowering and better bud structure um lime cookies bubble with some some seeds something i selected out of a bunch of seeds uh when i first moved out here to the west western slope and and then, uh, and then to to keep that vein of fast flowering and lots of flavor, I crossed it into some uh, what's what we're calling Canyon Queen out here. It's a East Coast Sour Diesel by Royal Kush, which is the Mandelbrot line. So that was the mail I used onto my Latin Cookies Bubba Sour Bubble, which was like selected just for flavor and to keep the flavor of that Lime Cookies Bubba. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of them had better bud structure. But it's all faster finishing. Shorter structure, but get that nice fruity flavor, cheesy fruity, um, kind of like the end result, like a cushy, earthy with a real fruity back, you know. So it's a it did really good. Everybody who grew it loved it. Some massive like fan leaves, like big, you know, covering their face fan leaves. So it's and it's grown in a lot of good climates, like like harsh climates like Maine and Colorado and. Uh, Southern California, where it's even done well in short, like, you know, staggered season. So, um, I was, yeah, I, I've been running with it, and I'm glad you'd selected from it, and that's that's the mashup right there. Yeah, and then you basically, well, so what happened was I had, uh, I was in, I was out of the country, came back, timer was 
not set properly on one of the banks in the room, and so basically the whole room never went into flower. It, part of it kind of did, so people thought it was flowering, but I was like, yeah, it's flowering like kind of over here, but the rest of the room is just fucking not at all. So I had to like jammed into the ceilings, and then I was like, oh no, and then the male was gonna take way too long, because it was already kind of had that weird half flowering thing, so I was like, if I flip it right now, it'll flower pretty fast and I'll be able to get something, but I had this male is never gonna make it, so then I saw, I just saw a post from you, and I was like, that looks like an amazing right there. It was like the perfect time, it was like, like, it was like, the timing was just weird. It was like, all of a sudden I was like, hey, look at that. And then I contacted you, you said, yeah, sure, and you brought me over something, and it was tiny little plant, but it fucking put out amazing, like, it, I mean, it was like putting a poodle in a room with a bunch of greyhounds and being like, I don't know what's going to happen, but something's happening, bro. Like, let's see if this thing can work. You know what I mean? And it, and it, it somehow worked. It worked fucking amazing. I was like, holy shit. That was, uh, and, and I could tell it's, I mean, it, it, it smelled great as a male. You know, it was like, like had a great, great nose to it. And it was small, but like I said, it had a nice structure and it was fast and everything. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking. I've got a bunch of them out there and people are coming back with good results. And so we're going to come out with a, a little launch soon. Got to figure out what music to uh, attach to it. And you get that and we'll vibe it up a little bit. And that's what I'm going to do with all my collabs is just kind of let people choose some music. James and I, we just were like, dude, come on. It's got to happen, right? J done loud. Once he said done loud to me, I was like, all right, I see it. Let's do this. You know what I mean? This is gonna make, This makes perfect sense for the intro to the music line. Um, definitely when we need to talk, James, about Marlon when, and do something with that because that's a good – That we, we got the music, you know? <laughs> I don't have to worry about the music on that one. It's like, cool, we got – actual music that we can play that we don't have to worry about copyright infringement or any bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah. We're about to launch Ganja Farmer Seed Company in California. We wanted to go in Spain and the Caribbean first, but because of the lockdown, we decided that California made the most sense. So we got the seeds in metric. We're in the process of uh, getting them out through distribution. The packaging still hasn't arrived, but you sh they should be around uh, you know, sometime next month or December. Yeah. So yeah, but the collab for sure. And it's funny because Miles, Miles has the best, like you definitely have the mind for coming up with some of the best quotes and little just fucking taglines because now that I've been trimming and, and I was telling uh, everybody that I t trim, I tell your thing that you said, which was awesome. I was like, man, my friend said something that was genius. It's like, the, be the, only, thing wor the only thing worse than trimming weed is not trimming weed. And I was like, damn, that is so smart because <laughs> it is so true. Because there ain't nothing this worse than year, there ain't nothing worse than watching <laughs> other people like, oh, I'm trimming all this weed. You're like, I got no weed to trim. You know what I mean? But then the minute you have it, you're like, oh, my God, I'm trimming weed. But, you know, it is, it is like, I thought that was the best fucking quote ever. I was like, that's a T-shirt and a half right there because uh, we, we've all because anytime you're there, you get the little back pain starts kicking in. I'm just like, yep, just fucking love that you're here and you actually have like i get that same thing though it's like if if it's uh oh that plant went really fast i'm the only guy who was pissed off everyone else is all happy like that went really quick and i'm like that sucks you know what i mean you want it to be like this plant is never gonna end dude it just keeps coming you're like yes <laughs> the abundance <laughs> that, that keeps on giving that's what i want to hear not like wow that shit was easy plants you know you're like no nope, that's not good enough but um right. 
So James, your uh, your your show's on every Sunday, right? Yeah, eleven a.m. Pacific time. Eleven a.m. That's pretty early for a weed show, but it's okay, I guess. <laughs> you're lucky because you're on the West Coast, so at least you get everyone a little later each each uh, the farther east you go. Um, and you do you do live, and then it's on the network from uh, from uh, your network or their network. It's Future Cannabis Project. Uh, if you search YouTube, mm-hmm. you can just type it in. And so I've been working with Peter for a while, and we've been talking about doing a show. And you know, him and I are in the in talks for doing a breeding video. We're we're doing like a you know like a nine or ten part breeding video that has uh, most of the information for my book. Same concepts where we do it, whereas people can see firsthand where you pollinate plants. And mm-hmm. I feel like. Telling you something and reading about it is one thing, but a lot of us are visual learners. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great if you could see me spraying rooms of pollen on plants. So oh, you l- listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in slow motion with a Spray with a your pollen on I plants. This is a family show, James. I need a fan on my, f- I need it on my close-ups. I need, the, I need the money shot. Hey, oh. I need the money shot over here. Make sure you get me. And then you get the pollen. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it already. No, but it's uh, it's true because everybody now is like, if you don't have, if you can't get onto YouTube and find the video to tell you how to do it, it's pretty much not happening. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, just get on there and you start like, you're like, oh my god, it's so much easier than trying to like read. I had it the other day. I bought this stupid drone thing from a kid, and it was like, I read the instructions ten times. I tried to do it exactly like the instructions said. Then I turned on the video, and I was like. Oh, you hold it this way and you go like that? Oh my God, this terrible drawing where they were like showing arrows and weird drawing. I was like, oh my, yep, just watch somebody and figure out the most basic thing. And cannabis people are, are, are even more uh, like that. Like, like you said, visual and less apt to uh, read about it and work it out, you know? Yeah, when you're still in everything, it starts to make sense when you can see it. But uh, so you said how many part eight part or nine part or something like that, right? Something like that, yeah. And then you're gonna put it out like uh, all at one at once and kind of bang it out yeah. like that, or you're <laughs> gonna feed it out to him slowly. You gonna find it on Netflix or something like that? No, uh, no. Pornhub, gonna... Pornhub, right? Yeah. yeah porn- <laughs> 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 You'll find it on porn. Sprayer. What's breeding, dude? I guess it could be on Pornhub, <laughs> prop- technically, right? So it's. Technically, it is. We want to talk about. Oh, we have got. They can have a whole section tonight. Yeah, yeah. Release that. uh, You know, we'll we'll give a couple of them out for free, and then charge people for them. You know, not that you need to charge people for everything, but. uh, So it's gone from porn to like crack dealer. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) we've evolved. (laughs) You're gonna get the first one. I'll give you the first one for free, and then I'm gonna charge you. Up the fucking ass, and if you don't pay me, <laughs> no. uh, well, that's no, that's good. I think it, uh, enough people out there who are doing it anyway, and it's nice to sort of help get them to do it properly, and and you know get some quality. It's all it's all about helping other people, you know, improve the quality yeah. of the continuous of the whole gene pool because it's one of those things where you know it all takes. It can all help or hurt each other very quickly. You know what I mean? If you have people taking your stuff and and working with the wrong things uh, and giving you a bad name because <laughs> they're putting out stuff with your name attached to it. You know what I mean? Which we've all dealt with. Um, 
but at the same time, it, it's also nice when people can take something that you put out there and make something great from it, and then it's like, then you're all about it. Like, sure, <laughs> that sounds great, right? Uh, but no, it's good, good for everybody. The longest time there was this mystique about breeding feminized seeds or breeding, you know, just, just breeding in general autoflowers. And there was like a lack of information out there. We had message boards and we could ask people questions on message boards, but people didn't want to give out the real secrets. And the whole feminized game, it's like people have kind of held that really close to their methods. And it's kind of like this is all information that everybody should have. And for, you know, I mean, there's some stuff maybe I'm not going to share that I do, but for the most part, I share like 99.9% of my information. Somebody wants to know how I reverse a plant, I'll tell them how I reverse a plant, I think. Uh, there's more to it than that. And for breeding, it's, you know, half of the breeding, and actually more than half of the breeding is actually phenol. That's what a lot of people, that's where they miss the, the mark is the fact that breeding, yeah, anybody can make seeds. Uh, it's actually finding those phenos breed with those unicorns you know that are going to make you a great breeder for sure and and that's i mean it, it's the it should be the most fun part it just seems to be the hardest part for any of us to, to be able to wrap our heads around because that's such a big undertaking per run and, and you know and you really have to pay attention and you got to like not like you want to do enough to to do it proper but at the same time the minute you start doing that it's like you got to, it's pretty, pretty high dedication at that point, you know? So it's like, you, and you need to be, uh, so it's like, you almost like you're like, it's, it's like, you're like, oh, I'll get to, it's like being a car mechanic and never getting your fucking paint job on your car. Cause you're just like, you know what? I can paint it anytime I want. <laughs> I can do that. Cause you're not relying on other people to do what, to do what you, you know, yourself. So it's all, it all comes down to that. And of course it's like, when you start doing numbers, like, hey, I want to grow 5,000 of something, that's a lot of, you can't do that on your own, you know what I mean? That you need help, because it yeah. starts to become late, highly labor intensive, you know? Well, and even things like 5,000, if you're selling those same seeds and you're trying to pheno hunt them, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you're going to get the one. I mean, with my Loudberry, I popped thousands of them and I sold a 10-pack to Midnight Rider and he found the freaking winner in a 10-pack, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a it's a crapshoot with those if you're going to release them to the public and also pheno hunt them. You know, I do a, I do a lot of seed production, but now my thing is also just doing small production specifically for finding those unicorns or hoping to find those unicorns mm -hmm. and uh, not selling those varieties. So I have stuff that I make variety for sale, and then I also have stuff where I'm trying to find new stuff. And a lot of my collaboration stuff that I've been doing lately is just small batch. Mm -hmm. So. Well, it's it's also you know unless you really are doing it with intention to grow giant fields of it somewhere, especially for outdoors, you can just produce as much as you can produce. But when it comes to like specifically doing <laughs> things to do some pheno hunting, you don't really need to do much more than that initial bit, and then from that point on, it's just finding the time, right? That's that's the number one thing, finding the time. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to do pheno hunting for an indoor plant outdoors. You know, it's like, and vice versa. If you're going to grow it outdoors, you want to pheno hunt it outdoors. If you plan on it being a production plant that's indoors, you want to pheno hunt it indoors. And also, like that sage and sour, you, you know, I feel like it's going to have a different expression the second time you grow it. Could be better, could be worse, but the second time you grow it from a clone, 
you're going to get slightly different expressions. So oh. I'm kind of excited to see what happens next. Sometimes a lot more than, than just a little bit. I've had times where you, you're like, oh, my God, this is the fucking one. You're so stoked. And then you, you grow up the next round, and you're like almost can't find it in the room. You're like, where the fuck was that one that was so awesome? And just to hit every fucking bell and whistle, and now it's like, huh, that's it? That doesn't seem the same at all. It's like really weird like that. So I always tell people you got to – that's why you got to – unfortunately, like you want to keep – everyone wants to keep that original seed plant as their mom, which is a nice po- poetic-sounding thing to do, but – it's a weird representation to work with that. Like you're better off to take the cut off of that, grow that out, uh, or you know, take some cuts, grow them, and then know exactly because you flowered it. You flowered the same one, and you looked at it because the minute you start to try to do it off the original one, it is weird. Like I don't even yeah. know. The guys from Sticky Farms were telling me the other day that they didn't actually find the winner until the third or fourth time that they ran it. Like, uh, you know, it's also there's a learning curve with you know, how you run your eggs, how you feed them and other things. So yeah. some oh, of yeah. those things pop up, you know, as, if well, you keep running them. And- things come into their own too. It's like weird how you'll have plants even for a long time, like, you know, 10 plus years. And then it just somehow like finds its way to be happier than it's ever been. Or so I've, you know, I've had it where maybe you just change your medium or you'd have your different, you know, even just because you're in such dry conditions here, you put it somewhere that's humid and got a little bit more, uh, you know, life in it, the plant all of a sudden wakes up and it's like, I had that with the Burmese Kush recently where I was just like, I'd put it in a much smaller pot than I normally would and thought it was going to get all choked out and it ended up producing more than it did when it was in a big fucking bed. You know what I mean? It was like, huh? Hmm, maybe this plant likes to be restricted like that. It doesn't want to have a big root system like you think every plant does, but not every, you know, some some want that. I mean, with the autos that you're producing, those are, like, super sensitive to the pot size, right? So that's something you got to... The second they become root-bound, they stop growing. Right. It's it's a nightmare. You know, for people that want to friggin' use small small containers or they they germinate them and then they don't transplant them soon enough, and they're like, why do I have six-inch plants? It's like, well, maybe you should not get root-bound. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, that's actually, like good when you know it because you can actually play with that really to your advantage if you wanted to like if you so maybe you really want to have six inch tiny little plants and stack them up because people that's how some people in their brains work because they think cubically oh i can put three times as many and you're like yeah that's three times this amount of work and moms and we're going to keep all the you know what i mean it's like there's a lot of other reasons why you don't want to do that in that extreme but it is kind of cool that you can actually pretty much physically do that at that point um so what what's your what's your preferred uh besides i mean obviously for uh, everything has its own reasoning i guess breeding i'd assume you work mostly organically when you when you do your breeding or me yeah or you organic? just oh nothing you know not even at all organic or straight up just like cocos or i so so it depends on what I'm breeding for. I mean, I think for seed production, it makes more sense to use cocoa because it's inert. And I feel like the less variables you have to deal with when it comes to pests and stuff like that, especially uh, with organics, I feel like I get better results. Uh, and, you know, with when you're working with other people's money too, sometimes mm. that can make a difference. I, I like cocoa. I like the control of cocoa for breeding 
uh, as far as for large scale production. Um, like organic, I'm, I'm like so opposite of that though, because because I always had, yeah. I had really weird results in Europe on cocoa making seeds, and I kind of stopped early on just because I had like because of the fact that you were reliant on in such a narrow window with the, whatever you were working with, whatever food you had. Like, so I was working with Canna, I think at the time, which were good because you could contact them and they would test it for you and give you analysis and things. So they were about as high tech as it came uh, in the European side. But I felt like the seeds came out a little more watery, you know what I mean? Like they were thinner, thinner shell, a little lighter, a little smaller. And I didn't have, like, I felt like, I always feel like you should just let do everything organically and let it run its course <laughs> and take what it needs. And at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, the plants can look as shitty as possible. I don't care how shitty they look as long as the genetics are stable enough. And, like, the plant, I know the plant underneath there is good. It could be in the, you know, but whereas, it, it, like, I just want them to fade naturally and I don't want them to... uh to be like all on my time schedule, like, oh, okay, now you will fade. It's eight weeks, boop, boop, boop. Because <laughs> that's kind of what Coco has to do or else you're, you're just going to, what, are you going to feed them forever? You know, either you could feed them a simple, stable formula the whole time too, but it's almost like they're not, I don't know, they're not uh, trying too hard. Didn't listen to anything I said. You don't care. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop for you. But anyway, I was saying that I think cocoa's just kind of like it's a little too limited, in my opinion. And I like yeah. to let my plants just, I'd rather them die on the vine and look like shit, but then take those seeds and try them out and be like, oh, okay, these are great. Because sometimes it doesn't matter. The plants can look like the worst plants you've ever grown when it comes to the it's about the seeds you know they're just protecting i I, I use a product called alpha fish and alpha fish it's high in nitrogen Mm -hmm. and so but you know typically if you harvest your plants in 70 days you want to take them at least another month 30 plus days until the the canopy is like 90 percent yellow where it's turned even with the nitrogen Mm -hmm. that that product works great and i feel like i get good really really good results with uh seed crops so, hmm. you know, it's such a personal preference. I mean, I used to think organic, organic, organic. Mm-hmm. The organic is going to give you the best expression of the plant. But uh, I, I think cocoa works great for that. As far as growing and what I like to smoke, organic all day. I'd love to smoke that living soil, that no-till living soil that you're producing. Mm-hmm. You know, but for seed production, you know, I feel like that's, that's where it's at for that. That makes sense for sure. And what's your and what about you, Miles? I mean, pumpkin, I do I do everything rotting, organic, rotting, rotting, do rotting pumpkins, soil. rotting pumpkins is the only <laughs> no, way. It's the only way. Only way. That's just my. That's just the bed for the grow in the bank <laughs> and for playing. But but I do a lot of breeding in containers. So you know, like you said, you get you get fades in containers. So I will supplement with things like like um. We use a fish amino foliar spray that keeps like a high nitrogen and. At a certain point, just like James was saying, they'll fade one way or the other, no matter how much nitrogen you're putting to them. And you know, to to get those seeds, it's not uh, you know you, you want to you, you have to supplement differently than if you're growing for dank. Sure. You you're growing with different with different nutrient needs to produce those ripe seeds and longer pr- production. Like it turns like you said, this turns turns to shit kind of like looking 
Whereas like the watermelon you grow for seed isn't the tastiest one. It's the ones that you've grown for seed. Same way. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the I had a great point and then I totally spaced out. I looked at the bagel, Dave, and it was like <laughs> that'll uh, do it to you. Bagel, got, got bagel now. I was all Mind eraser bagel. Forget about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the I think the idea of organic versus hydro is always based on like you know if some people want clean, they have to. If you think in large scale, you kind of also it's hard to do organic large scale and keep investors happy, like you were saying, James, and make everybody see like you're you're like explaining to them like yeah, it's gonna be here for like you know the next couple of years and it'll get better and better and then they're like they don't want to hear that they want to hear. Everything's the same, exactly. This, like it's going to be the every month to the dollar almost, and then then they're all happy. You know, the minute you start to, unless you're overdo everything, which organics has never been known to do, it's always <laughs> been known to like take a little longer, but in the end, be better for everybody as far as the end consumer. And, and I guess with seed production, if you're not really, uh, if, if it, it's a lot easier to cookie cutter with with cocoa because you can pretty much say, all right, we get. 10,000 seeds for every one of these quads we're in and bump, 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 and, <laughs> and add them up and make it all work. Um, yeah, my problem was just like thinness of this. I had like thinner thinner uh, shells and I had more of the split deal where they wanted to split because of the humidity issues, I think, within the system were just always a little, a little bit, because I was in Holland too, so it was a little bit like you're battling everything because you're like, oh, it's really humid and I'm growing on hydro. And, I'm, you know, so it was like the, <laughs> and I don't think I was even considering air conditioning and things like that at the time because this is early 90s in Holland where it was like, you want to put what? You have, you have 16 amps to work with. Have fun. <laughs> you're like, okay, I have enough amps to just do lights and eight, if I unplug one light, I can use my toaster. It was like that bad. You know? it was like, there, was no, there was no, there was no like air conditioners or slapping in a few more of these. It was like nothing like that I could do. Um, so yeah, we gotta wind down because we still gotta do ads, and I want to thank you guys for coming through, hanging out. Um, so we, every Sunday we got uh, live eleven o'clock Pacific time. We have the uh, what's the, what's the official name of your show? Just your name, right? You're, uh, you stole my you stole my concept. Just use your name. It was like <laughs> <laughs> I'm the James Lau show. What? Oh, my it's tech. There's no fancy microphones. It's just my laptop. It's like I don't even wear pants. I just put my shirt on and don't even wear Wait, pants. TMI. TMI. Wow, TMI. Wow. wow. That's one way to get viewers. <laughs> 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 Everyone's you waiting. You have to start an OnlyFans for that. Yeah, OnlyFans for the bottom. You have two cams. You have the upper cam and lower cam. So OnlyFans can see the low cam, and yeah, everyone else gets to see just the top cam. So there you go. That's my money, money tip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> now it's awesome to have you on the show, um, and to get Mike here to lure him into now. Now we have to like wrestle the fucking jar away from him so that's the next that's the next game and did you notice that uh, Roz and Dogs did not know it was Mike Denver the whole time yeah <laughs> now I know. he feels bad he's he, all he can't even post anything anymore he's been <laughs> he wants to know who that chick was sitting next to him. <laughs> 
Roz and Dog's always cracking everybody up in the chat. I want to shout thank- out to all the chat gang. It's always fun, you know, chatting, hanging out, and just uh, learning about cannabis. And um, yeah, it's all good vibes. You too can be a guest here, <laughs> except for Dave. Dave, Dave will not come no matter what. I want to thank uh, Miles also for coming through, obviously, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for our collab with the uh, Mesa Cookie collab. We should should be on the horizon, I guess. You nice. know, it's get, seems to uh, pass the pass the test with everybody I've I've uh, put it out with. So, but we're gonna we're gonna still I, I want to go further with it anyway. And come up with coming some more soon. Stuff. Exactly, coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, weed should taste good is obviously where the people find you, right? Yes, weed should taste good on Instagram. Uh, weed should taste good dot com for gear. Um, all my infos on Instagram, you can holler. So, yeah. Sweet. Um, cool. And uh, obviously, thank you. Anytime you want to come through, or if you're in Denver and it happens to be a Friday, come on, hang out. Oh. Oh, yes. Fun. Yes. Something to do. <laughs> Something you can do still here. Uh, thanks, guys. And uh, get you on soon. Thanks, James. I'll keep in touch. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. So. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, guys. Peace. 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 Thank you. Much love. All right. Oh. And uh, boom. This is the hard part. The the hardest part is breaking up. Watching him having to get it off. (laughs) God damn you, computer. He'll make it. He'll be like Leslie Nielsen from uh, Naked Gun, where he thinks it's off and he goes to the bathroom <laughs> yeah, exactly. with the camera on really loud. Yeah, with the with the microphone or yep. Yeah, exactly. Peace. Peace, Peace out, man. And and he's out ish on a frozen ish. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? It's all right. Who knows? Uh, he he knows the drill. You know the drill. You know the drill, Mike Denver. Who do we start with? Who's the Who first the hell sponsor do we start of the show? With? How do we shit? Oh my god, Mike <laughs> Denver. Come on. You gotta know. Um who do we start with every week? New Millennium. New oh yeah, New Millennium, oh, of course. Fuck. <laughs> Those guys. Jesus. Wow, I can't believe Millennium Nutrients. That's kind of the easiest test you could ever do. You'd be like, We need you to take the Adam Dunn show test. <laughs> Name <laughs> the first sponsor. Like what do you mean? I still have to keep it on a list. I know. know. I know you do. So, well, we don't uh, because we run New Millennium, and we can read it upside down and backwards. So that obviously is a, is a, a bonus to everything. Uh, but no, in general, you check them out. Get the done deal if you contact them direct. Um, and you can go to their – or you can go to the store finder if you've got somebody local who happens to have it. If not, maybe just tell the grow shop, save me the hassle. Get this shit on the shelf. Um, again, it's easy-to-use products all based on seasons uh you can also if you have a uh, dosatrons and you want to grow and you're growing on a large scale these things are ready to roll in that sense you can just plug and play uh, yeah mother approved that's that's what i that's all i say my mom still makes me get it so there you go if mom's forcing you to go out and get new millennium then you know you're on the right path if your mother says to go buy it then it's probably a good product <laughs> yeah. Make sure you enter done deal at checkout. Loaf of bread. Don't get (laughs) stick of butter, loaf of bread. Yeah. We did just get the winter frost. (laughs) You just picked up some winter frost there? Yeah, winter frost and the 
the ruby flush. Yeah, there you go. He's so, fu- he you followed go. our lead. Yeah, he doesn't remember the order, but those. he knows the deals. He's got the deals. Yeah, I Enter got the Dundee deals at checkout at newmillenniumnutrients.com and uh, or newmillennium.com. New or is it newmillenniumnutrients.com? Newmillenniumnutrients.com. And you got to enter done deal. Yeah. Don't don't say you didn't get the discount if you don't ask for it. That's right. Mm. But you medically correct, right? Is next. Uh, We're medically correct. You want to know something? I looked them up. So they have so many different brands right now. We might have to increase their sponsorship fees. So it's Incredibles, Keek, True Pura, Clear Creek Extracts, uh, Mahou Foods. Nove chocolates. Holy shenanigans. Uh, yeah. So, I wow. mean, I think we need to double their. Triple. Their, <laughs> triple their sponsorship. Triple. triple the sponsorship now. We'll, we'll but they, they are the most consistent, tastiest edibles in town, um, in all of Colorado, and in all the have, states they're in. And then you can go to the, the, one of those companies you listed, which is Trupura. Uh, yep. Their CBD line, which is you can get that delivered to your house, direct, done deal, 20%. Uh, right out of the gate, which is t- totally worth it. Yep. Mom's approved yep. once again. And once again. Another mother approved. Different mother. A different mother. But still approved. Still approved. That's by all mother. it takes. If your mom approves of any of our products, tell us so we can say We can add it to the list. Then we get to say everything. Every done deal is mother approved. Every done My deal. My mom mother will not approved. approve of everything, so maybe we have to kind of mix it up. She's, 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 she likes the growing side. She's not... Right. She don't care about CBD. She like... So while you can't get a, you can't get the done deal for Incredibles on their THC products, you can no. head over to Green Farms Med oh, in sure. Colorado Springs, you gotta, you gotta and you can ask for the done deal on you some do, edibles there. You do have to have a med card though. Just don't don't guide people down the wrong direction. Well, if you and if you don't have a med card, why don't you give Doctor Mark a call? No, you wait I'm outside. Forgetting his and you number go, right now. Yo, you got a med card? You don't do yo. that. <laughs> you go get yourself a med card if you qualify in Colorado. It's not that hard. Oh, yeah, um, Dr. Mark. But, but you can't do him on the yep. phone anymore because that's, that's illegal. No, that's right. You find a doctor. It, it, you can actually send an email to, to dundeal so at adamdunshow.com, mm. and I'm sure we'll recommend a physician in your area. It's not hard. Um, go to Green Farmers Med. Dave, speaking of no-till organic, that's the, right, that's, living that's soil. That's how they grow. That's how they grow. Their beds are now... I think on year three or something like that. And they're, but I, know, they're, I don't know if you can see it. I got a jar right here. Oh, shit. But Good no, job, they're, dude. They've We're got, looking at right? the They've flower. got the fire. they got fire for sure. And uh, more coming. I know they got some some new Sage Master Select stuff coming in the door soon. I think. Oui. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Tinctures and oh uh, ASO God. oil, activated solventless oh, their, oil. Their, their 2,500 milligram oil uh, tincture is off the chart. Yep. Um, shout out to whoever makes that because it's like some there it is there and they carry a full line of Amazing. medical edibles well, it's got everything in it that's the crazy part so it's like it's a full spectrum oil it's not just like oh it's just THC no it's like bam it's everything so uh, game changer right there apparently four four squirts is like yeah Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's that's full hallucination at that point. Yeah. Just make sure you ask for the done deal. Full bring your medical card. I'm telling you, I've heard it from multiple sources. Yeah, it's the shit. Yeah, it is the shit. And they use Build a Soil, our next sponsor. So you go to buildasoil.com. Oh and God, uh, it's like climbing a mountain of sponsorships here, just up the mountain. Let's well, amazing. Listen, Doesn't a lot of people want to participate in the Adam Dunn Show. They know our fans are are intelligent 
cannabis users and you know what why cut you know have to figure it out yourself we've assembled a list of mm -hmm. premium people and products in the industry and or we just force right Raza dogs to buy everything we just force him uh, he's really helped out we'll get we'll get to it soon <laughs> but with coffee please dogs oh, is the best he killed it he killed it. you saw the big whole selection he had but Build the Soil just built this amazing soil, like conveyor belt thing. I, I know Mike was talking about it earlier on Instagram. It was it's an engineering feat, and uh, they just put out some amazing products right now. Their mushroom line, their they have veggies, they have lettuces going. We'll, we'll get um, Jeremy on when he has that machine dialed in, and he's all because we don't want him to be worried about because he, he you know how he is. He'd be worried if it wasn't one hundred percent. He came on the show, right. You have a hard time mm. relaxing, but if he's all free, kicking ass. Oh yeah, free shipping inside of Colorado. free delivery in Colorado and in New Mexico. If you order five hundred bucks, bam. You know, yep. Yeah. Ask for the done deal. You got to ask for the done deal. That's just the way it works, yeah. right? And They're and not going to know you. Just you below the five hundred bucks, and you have to buy more stuff just to get. The, to get just it. buy more stuff. The more you, yeah. more you spend, the more you save. Hey, listen to that. Who said that? I had some guy on the show who had a big beard at one time. I used to. He was much but more, our newest sponsor, so if you're learning, if you want to learn oh, how to blow glass, that. you know, and you want to really just, you're, you're stuck at home and you want to take up a new hobby, a skill, you can head over to Hubbard Glass on YouTube, right? Um, uh, you can find I'm actually intro. on, I found it at patreon.com slash Hubbard Glass. That's right. That's where go. I'm at. Um, because right there is right, you can do it for $8 per month. Uh, it's a beginner through advanced level glass instructional videos with voiceover walkthrough and highlights and uh, all new patrons uh, receive free set of Hubbard glass turt pearls $25 value or you can do $80 per month and you get a hundred dollar value uh, monthly glass gift Wow! See, yep. I, was, I wasn't Sweet. sure what was going on there. I was like, wait a minute charging 80 bucks to learn how to buy glass I was like that doesn't make sense, but you actually get something. Yeah, and then you, you and then yeah, you get the instructional videos and stuff, right? The, I guess. In addition. In addition yeah. to, yeah, exactly. So, yep. There but it's go. eight bucks. Come on, stoners out there. You'll, you'll see some really cool videos. You'll might pick up a skill. Yeah, who knows? You might find yourself <laughs> you wearing the blow glass. You pick up a skill. That's a fucking amazing. You may. You never know. Could happen. Until you take a look at it. I'm a visual Str learner. Stranger things have happened. You no, know, so I'll, I'll pick one up. Cool. So thank you, Chris, for, for, for those two pieces you sent us, man. They're beautiful. Go and on, uh, Rosin Dogs, this one's for you. We, you should, we should have you call in to do the next sponsor because no. you crushed it on Instagram today. But yeah, they closed shop. You, I heard you, they closed down and they just like counting all the money. Counting all the money because Rosin Dogs <laughs> bought all their coffee. Like, but you go to ozocoffee.com, enter done deal at checkout. You'll get 20% off your order. It, listen, it's, I, I don't drink anything other than Ozo. And they source their beans from around the planet. They make forge relationships with local farmers. So they have it sent up green. It's a Kabinko honey process. That sounds very interesting. We'll have to make sure we add that to the next order. We know well, we need to get them on the show soon. That's that's the idea. I, you know, I think I asked them to come on next good, Friday. Now that we're in the good light for the moment, we should got to get them on. Because soon we're gonna be lame again. We're gonna be those lame guys. We're not gonna. No, it's not gonna happen. Because look, listen, it's it is it's fantastic. Coffee. It, it is. I mean, it, it really is. is. I don't. I just tell you, you just have to try it once. We were talking about how how the drug dealer used to say, "Hey, the first one's free." Listen, this one's twenty percent off, and you'll be a fan for life. Trust me, you will. So go to so Ozo good. Coffee. You don't even need to have free. 
Just 20% oh, off and you will still... Just 20% off. But if you're drinking no, it is, a, a awesome. cappuccino in Barcelona, Buffalo. you head over to Treasure. Yep. You know, and maybe uh, maybe, maybe Nav will, will head over there. Nav should go yeah. there. He should say, hey, what up? You should ask for the done deal. Of course. I forgot to tell him. <laughs> we forgot to tell him. I'm sure he'll be all right. I'll tell Pete to keep an eye out for him. Then Petey told, sure me, Petey told me not to say his name today. I was like, Petey, I say, every show I say, Petey, Petey. Did I mention Petey? <laughs> I cannot stop why, saying Why Petey. can't we say his name? What's the wrong? Oh, mate. Oh, because people ask him for oh, him no, all the time. No, don't tell Sam. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Actually, Mark hey, Petey. the whole logo no, to I Petey. I tell him. Sure. Yeah, you should just put Petey's face on the logo. Like one of the little circles or something up there. Yeah. Right, find, and big, you, big Petey and a small treasure. I already said, if if you go to Petey, make a little video, stand next to him, and take a video of yourself asking him how you can save on insurance, I will give you a free pack of <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee you. But you won't, they'll waive the membership fee, which is 30 oh, euros to get in. Oh, they'll waive the membership fee, and I'll give you a free pack of seeds. So, and go. a free pack of seeds. It's like getting a picture of me in the wild. He's the Geico lizard. He looks like the Geico lizard, by the way, okay, just in case you don't understand what I'm saying. But if you're in Denver, Pueblo, oh, or Denver. Colorado Springs, Did you say the and you want... Name? What's that? Did you say Mike Denver's name? Yeah, I did say Mike Denver's name. If he if he's at Apothecary Extracts and he wants to pick up a gram of Ambrosia and an infused joint for twenty five bucks, you just gotta mention the done deal. If you're in Denver, Pueblo or Colorado Springs, and the great thing, edification about apothecary extracts is you'll find them on the shelves of about five hundred dispensaries across the state of Colorado. Oh shit. They're in Oklahoma oh, wait, right now. Yeah, right on. What's going on here? What do you have? I got this um, honey banana. Honey banana ambrosia. Yeah. Yeah. So what, you don't smoke dabs normally, Mike? You're... Not normally, no. Okay. It's okay. You don't want to whitey out on the show. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that, would, that would make a really good show, actually. <clears throat> so just head over to Apothecary yes, Extracts. Yes, dogs, you'll get your glasses. You don't want a grow shop or something. He's probably got like 5,000 glasses or something or you know, Probably. Like, he doesn't need those stinking glasses. He needs bagels. Yes, he does. He wanted. Oh, can I send a, oh. can I send a bagel to him tomorrow? Fresh one? I'll him. Sure. I'll do that. I'll send him some bagels. No, I'll send him one of these ones in a bag. I'll put it in with the glasses and I'll put it out the door. Yeah, but if you're not going to send it overnight, it's not going to be good. He can put it as a doorstop or something. He can use it as a, uh, a doorstop. He can put it on the, ta- like on the table. Holy fuck. You, you know, Mike, you better pick up one of the bagels because that's the last time they're ever coming in that fucking studio. Doorstop. <laughs> All right, I'll take it home. I'll take it home. Mike's right. taking it home for sure. He's going to get video. It's going to be... Gonna Listen, be if you're stuck at home and you want to process some fine extracts... It's got banana Maybe terps, make so some... It has banana chips. Oh, yeah, the honey like, good. like rotten banana chips at the very end. Yep. You go to extractcraft.com and you pick up one of their extractors and you make yourself some lavender oil, some cannabis oil, some hemp oil, some hemp seed oil. Some, yeah, all sorts you know, of oil. Whatever you got lying around, yeah. rose hips, you know, hey. any type of flowers. Hey. 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 Oil's oil. Yes, you can make uh, no. you can make your own oil easy as a one step process. Load and push the button and ready to go. At the end, everything is. Separated. Adam's biggest complaint is it doesn't have dials and buttons and things, and he can't really fuck it up. You push start, and there it goes. Turn down our volume. Yeah, you did. 
Yeah, you did. Look at you fucking up the show. Who did that? Did you do that, Mike? No, you can turn it down a little bit. Whatever. Just yeah, that's good. Don't peek me out. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Anyway, Vinny Vinny was was hearing. Right when you said twisting buttons and pushing knobs, Vinny came over and twisted knobs and push buttons. Literally, you made him cut it out, Vinny. You made him do that. Uh, but if you're using one of their extractors, you're going to need something to put in it. Oh, shit. Then what do you do? You go to our other sponsor. Right there. 420 Extractor. And you got to put an O in there. Don't think you're going to dial 420. You're not going to find them. Nope. They're 420 Extractor on Instagram. Super easy to find. And <laughs> once you know that it's 420, yep. you're like, oh, my God, there's only one 420. There's only one. And uh, That's it. made here in Colorado. Good, high quality. Direct to your door. You can get totes, you can get five gallons, you can get two and a half gallons, you can get gallons, you can get whatever you want. Just go to them, uh, 420extractor.com, and also obviously use Dundeal on checkout. And uh, yeah, get get cracking, start making your own shit. Cracking your There you hustle. go. Is that the word cracking? Got to pick up a side hustle while you're in quarantine, man. Subliminally. Make some, subliminally. Make some extracts. Yes, sir. Um, there you go. And. But if you want the best fire, in fact, I got several email. I got some DMs on um, Instagram this week. Well, you know, I, emails, email. I got, got some DMs email. on Instagram about people thanking me for mentioning 14er because nice. it is the fire cannabis in Colorado. You go to 14erboulder.com. You place a pre-order. One person in the store at a time. They, they I... Listen, some fire strains came down this week, so you can check every morning. You'll see what their menu's like. You click the pre-order, it comes up. The flour is fire. The rosin is fire. There should be some rosin there for you, Adam. Oh, you should yeah. try some of that. This one right you know, here. What, what flavor is that one? Uh, cookies and cream. Is that exotic? There you go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They have like incredible... Exotic. So you also, if you, you listen, if you're a vapor... You should try their little dart pods they have there. It, they make a rosin extract, which is just fantastic. Um, and they also do a live resin extract. They have edibles right now. They make their own chocolates. They make chill pills. Listen, it's a great company. Um, so if you're in Boulder, give them a try. They, we don't have a discount there, but you can tell them that you heard about them on the Adam Dunn Show. So maybe, go to 14 or Boulder. Maybe one day Boulder will be cool and we can get fucking discounts. Yeah, maybe we'll Je- maybe Jeff Gard will get it together and he'll go down there and be like, "This whole court is out of order. <laughs> you're out of order. I'm out of order." But if listen, if you're growing and and you want some fish shit, go to fishheadfarms.com and you get some fish shit, or you can send us a little uh, depiction of Mike Denver as a fish <laughs> wearing Ooh, a diaper. A twist. There's a twist. There's and, a twist. Uh, Take screenshots. And you maybe right you'll win five readers. The savvy, you know? the savvy listener could have this. <laughs> Rosendog already posted a screenshot of. He said, "It's look, it's Adam Dunn and his girlfriend." Nice. So he's like that flowing hair. We actually had a question: Is what type of hair products do you use, Mike? <laughs> you could get the Dunn deal at uh, GarnierFrutistes.com. <laughs> the promo code. Nice. At Good for you. Nice. Good for you. Nice. So just go to fishheadfarms.com. Yep. It actually is our biggest done deal. It's 25% off. So, yep. They ship anywhere in the United States. Um, we use it on our garden here at home, and we saw some fantastic results with it. Oh, yeah. No, totally, totally. The first time I used it, I saw next day the plants were praying and happy and like, oh, yeah, they were enjoying it. It's become part of my regimen. 
uh, definitely enhances turret profiles. All around simple, easy to use product. Uh, Tommy's got a good thing going on there. Just to yeah, check that out. Yeah, obviously done deal. And uh, tell Tommy you heard about us on the show. And if you have and before be a- we get to seeds here now, we'll have uh, we'll have them inserted next time. But listen, Terp Wipes has just joined us, oh, and they're going to be sending us a whole bunch. I, I think it's terpwipes.com. It's terp-wipes.com, and you can find them at terpwipes on Instagram. It's a great product. Uh, we posted a video the other day of cleaning a little bowl piece out, and I didn't. They, they, it comes with three of these little cleaning sticks. If you can there see you them go. at all, so uh, listen, great product. We'll have them in next week. But uh, always thank you to James Bean, man on the scene from Seeds oh, Here Now. Shit, James because Bean I think not, he got everybody was tonight. The, he was not the man on the scene because he just did not show up. You sent him. No, a, he was online. No, I saw he, him online. Oh, yeah. But he he, come on the he show. was uh, making fun of himself because people were saying that every time he calls in, it sounds like he's calling from 1987. And he's like, maybe I just won't call him. In. And he's all like, kind of sad in the in the in the text. Hope he's not sad. Well, maybe we, actually we're gonna start a GoFundMe. Well, he's in Oklahoma. To get him he's in Oklahoma now, so he, his connection would have sucked probably. Did you see that story I sent you guys about there having a syphilis outbreak in Oklahoma, in East Oklahoma? Uh-huh. <laughs> so stay away from there, East Oklahoma. Okay. Just totally stay away from East Oklahoma. I did see his thing about that Fortnite contest going on. But go to SeedsHereNow.com. How did you jump over to uh, Fortnite all of a sudden? Because it's on his page. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Missed it. (laughs) Missed it, man. SeedsHereNow.com. James James Bean, man on the scene. Man on the scene. Oh, next time. You got to enter the done deal. Don't be. To get a discount. Don't think we're making fun of Is he still out there? I haven't seen him. He thought you were making fun of him. Everybody who has a bad connection takes it the wrong way. We had the same problem. We're with making Wolf. fun of your connection. We're not Wolf. making fun of you. Wolf was pissed. We made. We, oh, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you heard from him since then? Because I haven't. I mean, and he usually reaches out a lot. Wolf. We're sorry. We didn't mean it. Yeah, if you're out there, the we were just is, making fun of your connection. The problem is. is a lot of people aren't, you know, we're live right now, so it's like you're just rolling with the punches, right? But when people actually have to listen to the thing, if it's all crickly, crackly, swiggly, swaggly, I mean, Dave's barely, we're, you're hanging on by a thread up there with your crackle master mic that you got going on up there. Is so, it still crackling? No, right no. now it's not, but it no. was earlier, right? Yeah. It, if it, it like ever comes back, and... I just have to flip my switch or something like that. It has to, probably has to do with bandwidth or maybe something that Rosendogs did to the fucking pipe. Flip I don't your know. switch. That sounds a little weird. Oh, yeah, flip the switch. Yeah. <laughs> sounds all weird, bro. Uh, well, anyway. But if you're now, growing fire genetics and you want to grow it well, you're going to need a luminar because you're going to need a lamp. And uh, so you go to illuminar.com, you enter Dundeal at checkout, and you get a hell of a deal, especially if you're, you know, lamping a 40,000 foot warehouse like Mike Denver. Exactly. And so uh, all of a sudden it's like, you have what? to do. Wait, how much cheaper after the done deal? Like, how much oh, did I just save? Boom. Tesla? I got a Tesla? What? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And we're having a, we, we're doing a giveaway in, what is it, in two weeks, right? Yep, two weeks will be the next giveaway. And um, they're going to be, we're going to be talking, hopefully within the next month or so, they're going to have a whole new shipment coming in of all the new stuff. So I think right now there's, like, if you wanted to get a bunch of stuff, poof, I don't even know if they have anything left. They've been uh, k- killing it, dude. Like, 
not a single lamp was in North America like a week ago or something like that. I was like, geez. Damn. Wow. Like, that's a victim of your own success right there. But hopefully, I think that literally our shit was about to come get dropped pretty soon. So we'll find all this out from Scott in two weeks. If he yep, can stay but if up. you're in California. Only if he can stay up, though. Only if he can stay up because last time he fell asleep. He did fall asleep. He woke up the next day with a joint on his lap. He was stoned. So high. Nice. Yeah. So. But California growers out there, man, if you are planning on building out a grow, better check the regulations because it's coming down really soon. You're not going to be able to use HID illumination. So you need to look into LED right now. Uh, So you got to give Scott at Illuminar a call and he'll help fix you up. I think all that stuff's going to get real cheap too. So Mr. Lawrence Popper is all excited because he's going to he can get himself a double-ended bulb for next to nothing soon. Because they're going to be like giving that shit away. They'll be like, "Fuck." Why don't Fuck. you send us an email at uh, Dundeal at AdamDunshow dot com and tell us why you need a lamp. Uh, poems work well. Pictures again of of Denver Mike all work well right now. You shouldn't have sit in that chair, man. You just, you, you're gonna you're, you're gonna you're gonna wear the bullseye for an episode, man. So you know, Roz and dogs so have fun stills, with it. So many good still shots too, right? <laughs> Anything if you wanna if you wanna have a depiction of Denver Mike eating a bagel, you know, as a bagel, as a topping on a bagel. You are a bagel. You know that works too, Dave. You are a bagel. Um, anyway, well, I have fun making it. Yeah, you do. Don't you? Yeah. Worry. Um, your bagels will be appreciated by all. Thanks for making that. Eat I already them. ate one. I know. I can't because I'm having a show. I was like, I couldn't be a big mess. But right after <laughs> the show, effects. right after the <laughs> show, which is coming up in a second, I will fucking mow down. So, yeah, dude. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to thank Mike for making that out. Obviously, hanging in there for the whole sh- for the whole show. Yeah, and before you 81 that are in the chat room log off, make sure you click that thumbs up button because for some reason we've had those three down thumbs oh, before the show started. So you have to you have to make those go away. Uh-oh, what's his email again? Come on. Dundeal at adamdunshow.com. Oh, you said too many words. Too many words. at adamdunshow.com. Right to the end, and then I can forget. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, okay, I want to thank uh, all the sponsors. I want to thank the chat gang. I want to thank everybody for coming through. Nav coming in, Banana Man, uh, for James Loud, and uh, Miles, now Felipe, of course. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Felipe, forever. Yeah. Yes. Forever, Felipe. Philippelli, right? Philippe. Yes. Philippelli. Let's, 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 let's try, to, try to remember. Yes, I'm never going to remember. I'm going to always call him Felipe. You know how it is. But uh, no, thank them, those guys for coming through. Um, James Loud, next time, come on anytime. I don't know what the hell. Sorry. Get your, just get, we could do a test next week, make sure his sound quality is good before the show. So he's what? Like, James. Well, he had his mic behind him. Oh. He was using his computer and his AirPods. I'm like, we, yeah. we got the, we got the uh, 50% James Loud right there. There we go. Anyway. Uh, yeah. See you guys next week. Uh, thank see ya. You. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm not going anywhere. Shout out to obviously my beautiful wife Cece and little Nick too down at the farm. Oh my God, homeschooling is a fucking whole new world. Oh my yeah, my kid's gonna be a lawyer. I can guarantee you. Everybody who comes over is like, Jesus Christ, that kid. If he wants something, he'll figure out. He'll figure out how to ask for it. Oh no, not even ask for it. He'll make you make you twist. Browbeat you. Objection. 
Yep. Uh, I also want to thank Jeff Gard also for coming through. Nick, we'll have another show with him coming up soon. Yeah. And uh, and we'll have music intro for him sometime for Wolf Wolf. Rare Fino. Oh, yeah. No, that. We, we need, need a yeah. Wolf Wolf intro. We need a Who Let the Dogs Out kind of intro or something like that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. That's easy. That's so cheesy. That's a nice, cheesy, easy intro. Uh, all right, guys. See you next but week. But if you do leave legal representation, jeffgard.com. Jeffgard.com. Yeah. Peace. Peace. All right. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special request. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.